0: Hey, this is Derek Waters from Drunk History. You're listening to Below the Belt. Yeah, that's right. The Below the Belt show
1: is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. (laughs)
2: I have one here. We're
3: sending you back to the future. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never
0: say die. Flex on, flex off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTP, Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soda, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure. I cannot believe it's the end of August already. It's like the beginning of fall. A lot of people are going back to school. A lot of students are going back to school. A lot of we parents. I can't are... believe
2: it should be like 2025. As long it's...
1: as it's, this... <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I, I'm i i just cannot believe where did where did spring and summer go i mean yeah
4: yeah, i don't know it came by fast
1: yeah it's it's what happens in a pandemic but nonetheless guys let's go ahead and introduce the virtual room joining us tonight starting with that's right he is the king of the 80s the demotivational speaker the one and only chachi
2: McFly. how's it going
1: all right. Hey, man, you got a similar looking office. Oh, wait, you're right next to me.
2: Yeah, we're in the same
1: office. Yeah, we're in the same office this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I we're on the it. West Coast. It. It's still yes, sunny. it's still nice and sunny, isn't it? it looks like looks yep. like um, looks like NorCal to me. Not SoCal. It looks like uh, somewhere in uh Palo Alto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, she's still in the closet. <laughs> the voiceover booth, that's <laughs> not teasing she is the, the lovely and talented she is actress extraordinaire voice over talent extraordinaire the list goes on and on the oh. adorable one ali dash
3: glad to be back thanks for having me again <laughs> oh,
1: you got phenomenal you sound phenomenal you you must be a voiceover thanks. artist. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, he is joining us via the Koki method, which, uh, as you know, when Koki, Koki was with us, he was video shy. Um, but it looks like he's also video shy for different reasons. But nonetheless, we were happy to have on BTB. He hasn't been on our BTB at home version yet since we started uh, BTB at home. But nonetheless, he um, has been a great part of the show on the early part. Uh, when we're still at WNBC Studios, we welcome him back. The one and only Paul Darth Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> it's good to hear the Sith Lord again. And you don't give a Sith, do you? No, I don't give a Sith at all. <laughs> Paul, it's good to have you back on BTV, man. Thank you. Paul, so... um. I know that you're also an actor uh, um, like myself and then Allie. Um, have you been back to work um, since uh, all this crazy uh, health crisis has happened?
4: Um, no, I haven't really been back to work. So, well, I mean, personally, yes. Acting, no. Okay. Um, what I hear they're doing now is they're going to be quarantining us. And like a bubble, and then they're just going <laughs> to bring us back to set from well, kind of like more or less.
1: Do you think we're like E.T. in the, you know? I think it's a point bubble? That people to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's strict, strict guidelines in place, Paul. We're going back to set. I'm actually going back to set um, next week um, for um, the first time since May. And yeah, man, I'm just... Glad, glad to be back, man. So, But I'm as you know, show? things are going to be a lot
4: different. Are you doing a show or a commercial? Or? Doing a commercial. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, shout out to Liquid Talent in Virginia. Um, that should be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, things change. But, you know, we got to get fucking used to it, man. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, like I said, last time I was on set, Paul, Things were a lot different. They staggered in the people. So, you know, they tried to minimize as many people in the studio at once because we shot at a studio. So I had to wait in my car in the the blistering hot uh, heat um, around mid May. Um, by the time I got inside, um, there was no craft services. There's like bags of snacks. <laughs> so they handed <laughs> me a bag of snacks. Um, because they don't want buffet lines or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of, we sat us all apart. And, you know, it was just, you felt that vibe, man. It's just that, like, six feet up social distancing vibe. And you certainly Definitely felt it because... It's not the same. It, it you know, the, and that's, you know, and that's two months into the pandemic where people were yeah. still kind of like, um, you know, didn't know how to handle it. But... um you know what? I, I applaud the production's efficiency on doing that. So that's just something you know we're all gonna have to get used to when we do get back on set. Um, well, how you can know? you creep
2: on Starlet now?
1: <laughs> Man, it's not that easy, right? That's... Well, there's always Twitter.
2: <laughs> always Twitter. There's always <laughs> you could
1: you could do it virtually, right? Eh, <laughs> yeah, not the same. <laughs> Chachi, bring a, that's a valid point man what about that end of the end of the um end of the day photo op does that change too
2: oh absolutely
1: oh you're killing me man <laughs>
2: because you know they didn't have an excuse before they have an excuse now they it's
1: have an they excuse now anybody.
2: oh yeah because <laughs> yeah. if they get sick that's gonna shut down production
1: you're right and i'll just fuck up everyone's schedule that will right. uh, cost production a lot of money it's and not we yeah we certainly don't want it man but um nonetheless guys let's talk about happier things going on in the world of entertainment um paul darth wallace i know that you're a big wrestling fan and uh i don't know uh if you've seen dark side of the ring but it was a um a show on vice is a um a wrestling based episodes yeah wrestling based documentary uh Show So when Mitch uh, from Millennium PR um, emailed us about this um, documentary film, so it's a documentary feature film about the legend of Vampiro, Ian Hodgkinson, um, who definitely uh, was one of, one of my favorites in WCW. Um, he definitely had a great persona. He was great in the ring. Uh, it was great to see um, just a lot of things that he struggled with, you know, uh, in his career. Um addiction to painkillers, um you know struggling with the relationship of his daughter and his failed marriage um, 40s,
4: it seems like that's a problem with a lot of wrestlers and the travel and all that stuff yeah it seems to catch them.
1: It, yeah it's it's a tough business if you want to be um um a wrestling superstar um wwe now AEW is a great promotion um you know it takes it takes a toll on your body it takes your your family life because you're always on the road unless you're with somebody that's a superstar that that's a benefit i guess they'll, they'll be on the yeah. road with you um but it's really tough so um this film nail in the coffin um was 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 fantastic uh, it was a really good documentary film about the life of vampiro and um it shows, it shows some of his lighter um the lighter side of life uh being a good father, Al, you had mentioned that that you kind of like the, yeah. the, it was the very in-
3: inspiring seeing that side of things, especially I' have an eleven year old daughter, and so seeing the uh, him be like a single father and you know still taking care of her and it was really cool seeing their relationship, yeah, seeing kinda... her worry about her dad and things mm. like that
1: so we actually um we trying to get Vampire on the show um he wasn't available however they provided the director of the film michael past will be cool. uh, on btb a little later to talk about um i guess yeah let t- let's talk to uh, him uh, i think he's our first documentary filmmaker guest in a long time actually you know we had somebody from a vice show that dope sick nation um on i believe a year or so ago and that was a very whew, that was a powerful interview too so well we look forward to having michael on the show um later in the program guys and um but let's get right into it man lots to talk about um here so man let's talk about dc fandom let's talk about dc fandom guys yeah I, I i love the um the play with words because fandom and then the Fandom they, they had a, <laughs> <Yeah>. a virtual <laughs> dome that they built and you could watch this, uh, last Saturday. And of course you can watch, um, not only when it first dropped on the 22nd last Saturday, but you can watch, you can watch it anytime on demand. Um, man, it was like an eight hour string of programming about the movies, TV shows, and video games, um, generated 22 million views across 220 countries so a lot of people checked it out more than a dc
2: movie though that's crazy (laughs) right i don't know they
1: said a new justice league is going to be pretty long too so yeah they did they did but let's talk about some of the highlights uh from dc fandom um uh one of them is the batman um the first trailer for robert pattinson i call him battinson (laughs) take on uh the cape crusader we saw Um, some footage of uh, Catwoman, the Riddler, uh, Commissioner Gordon, and we also saw, which is really unusual, a lot of people bring this up on social media, Colin Farrell plays the Penguin, and a lot of people were comparing because he got some some makeup effects, prosthetic work uh, done um, to look more like the Penguin, and he ended up looking exactly like, Richard Kind, actor yes. Richard Kind, who was an actor <laughs> right. in the Gotham series, and you know, people could were saying
4: they a lot of money and just used Richard Kind.
1: They could yeah. have, they could have just cast Richard Kind instead, man. They would have. I saved, didn't
3: even rec- recognize Colin Farrell. Right.
0: You, you, yeah.
1: they, could have, they wouldn't have to do special effects, and they probably would uh, have to pay Richard Kind uh, as much as they they would have paid, um, you know, that they did pay rather uh, Colin Farrell. Um, but man. I- I like the The trailer was great, man. You saw, um, awesome. all, the song, dude, did anyone recognize a song during that, um, Batman trailer it was something in the way by Nirvana like, from 1991, a uh, fantastic track. And it just kind of, it was, it was a good setting for, for the, um, uh, the trailer, man. So, and uh, Commissioner Jordan, um, but doing, um switcher a little switch around uh with an incredible actor named jeffrey wright um commissioner gordon's always been portrayed by um a white actor but this is the first time a black actor will be uh in my recollection at least i will be set um stepping in the shoes <laughs> the guy from,
4: uh, hunger games and uh, westworld
1: that's right yes that's he was
3: right Beatty in the hunger games
1: yep and he is uh bernard in westworld so he's a fantastic actor so yes. And of course, you know I love Zoe Kravitz. She was a joy to um, hang out with um, at Sundance. I love her. So she's gonna. I think she's gonna do a fantastic Catwoman. So, but we all were really curious about Robert Pattinson. How will he do? You know, he he's proven that he's a good actor.
4: Um, he he's certainly doesn't her have. I mean,
1: he's hit or like miss. The Lighthouse.
4: He was pretty good on. Twilight was like. Eh, I'm not really a big Twilight fan anyway, but. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't. Mind.
3: think he's a i don't think he's a fan of twilight (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) the only person is 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 al oh come on that's not true the only person
1: in 2020 yeah but no i i I thought it looked great i mean he doesn't have the batman physique as you know like um Christian, christian bale bulked up for his role um in the dark knight films um but pattinson uh not doing anything, it seems. Uh, but, you know, then again, this is the first time we're seeing Batman in his 20s. Even though Bat- Rob Pattinson is in his 30s, but let, let's just say a younger Batman. Yep. Um, as everyone else that's portrayed Batman has been, you know, over 40, it seems. Um, let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. All right. So, uh, still scheduled for its theatrical release in October. Um, we saw our first. Um, glimpse at cheetah the the big bad in this film um again it takes place in 1984 king age Chachi mcfly must be excited about That's that a good year, um, yeah <laughs> um they, alive quite
3: yet. <laughs> i'm no. really
1: curious i'm really curious how they uh are going to explain um uh chris so pine returning to
4: in that i thought of thundercats or Kevin the crap cats you know oh, what I'm talking about the weird.
1: Uh, I I know Thundercats. The cheetahs costume remind you of the Thundercats.
4: Thundercats and also that movie, the musical, the cats. It's just I don't know. Oh, I, I it was a little, okay.
1: So you you thought it was too costumey? Too costumey. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment, it was a very quick quick glimpse of of Kristen Wiig as um as Wonder Woman, but um. Yeah, no, they got a glimpse at the fight scene between uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Cheetah, so that was really cool. Um, I thought it was great. Um, So you're going to see Wonder Woman come into conflict with the Soviet Union and encounter new enemies. Um, In addition to Cheetah, also evil businessman Maxwell Lord, played by Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, um, will be... uh, also in the cast. So, um, all right, another I'm film. Really I'm, really gonna, I'm really curious how they're
3: gonna. I'm really curious how they're gonna explain Chris Pine though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I,
3: yeah. I, I mentioned that a little earlier. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that. Like, um, you know, uh, we all know that Diana, um, Wonder Woman, um, is uh, an Amazon, and she, you know, as you know, she hasn't aged since that was the first uh, took place in the first world war right, right. so was that the 19 19- yep. first world war took place in 1920s correct yep okay so you know to go from the 20s uh to <laughs> the roaring 20s <laughs> to uh which is you know over 100 years ago uh all the way now to um well,
2: 1914 it started
1: 1914 right um the uh, 19 yeah 1918 and then we go to 1984 so taking quite a big jump there's a lot of explaining to do i have no idea how they're gonna do it i really don't i'm excited we'll
3: find, though we'll find yeah,
1: out Yeah, it's exciting i'm glad they're, they're keeping it tight-lipped i'm glad i'm glad all right man this is really cool man we didn't get a trailer but we got some behind the scenes we get well we got a trailer of sorts we got behind the scenes making of um video of the new Suicide Squad movie was phenomenal, guys. I am so excited. As you know, everybody knows I'm a big, huge Margot Robbie fan, so anything she does, and of course, I'm a big fan. Just her Harley acting. Um, <laughs> you <should> enjoy her <laughs> acting, right? I love every aspect of Margot Robbie. Yeah, you, every King's aspect, back.
0: yeah. And, you know, I am a
1: Harley Quinn fan, so she's one of my favorite DC yeah, Harley characters. I used to love every aspect. Well, are you alluding to Harley uh, Quinn and the Birds of Prey? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, that had some really kick ass fight
2: scenes. I'll give I'll give it I'll give you it that. It did,
4: but it was just a weird plot and it just seemed too much. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like
2: that. Birds of Prey. I mean I I thought Mar- Margot Robbie did great in it, but it's I, I didn't like the story.
1: One thing I'm excited though to see was all the actors that'll be a part of the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, they announced which actors be playing which characters. As you know already Margot is um harley and um but we also found out that aegis Elba will play blood sport john cena plays the peacemaker uh he kind he called himself in the uh, behind the scenes video a douchey captain america <laughs> dr who's peter capaldi i know al you're a fan, fan, fan plays the thinker um Alice Braga plays uh, Salsura. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, nepotism was at its finest. Come on now. <laughs> he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Hello. Uh, he plays Weasel. Uh Mailing Ning plays Mangle. And I guess he just loved his work in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Michael Rooker. Uh, will also be in this film playing Savant. So that makes Sean Gunn and Michael Rooker added to the prestigious list of actors that have worked on a DC movie, DCEU movie, and a Marvel oh, and Idris movie. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yes. Is, wait, let's. Yeah, he was in Thor. He was Heimdall. You're right. Mm-hmm. He was Heimdall. Heimdall and Thor. Very good. Yeah. Thank you for catching that, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so this one comes out, uh, August 6th, 2021, knock on wood. It's not going to be delayed. Um, but man, this, this film looks so good. So it was a fun, uh, panel. They, they had a, um, kind of like a school school schoolyard pick of teams and Pete Davidson got picked last. I forgot to announce Pete Davidson plays a character named Blackguard. Um, and, uh, he actually was, uh, contributed to his team pretty well. He actually knows his DC trivia, and James Gunn was like the the moderator um and it was like Viola Davis's team against Joel Kinnaman's team so uh that was kind of cool to see um of course yeah, Joel uh Kinnaman uh returns um also uh Viola Davis returns as Amanda Waller Joel Kinnaman um yes he returns as Rick Flag and Jai Courtney uh, returns as Captain Boomerang. So people are saying it's not really a sequel, but it is sort of a sequel because they're bringing um, four of the actors that were in the it's first Suicide Squad movie to reprise the roles. So, I mean.
2: Still, it's still a sequel.
1: I, I like things that tie in together.
2: I'm going to call it a sequel. So It fun. is, but because it is a sequel. <laughs> yeah, it right. should be a sequel.
1: It looks well, good. They they say not a sequel. I guess, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe not in the continuity of the last film. It's not going to follow the storyline.
4: Okay. Maybe that's, you know. No uh, Killer Croc. Those guys are gone. No
2: Killer Croc. No Killer Croc. No Will Smith. I thought that um, Suicide Squad, I thought it was always different people.
4: Well, sometimes it is.
1: Sometimes it is, but I think they wanted to bank on the popularity of, of those characters. Bring them back. Especially well,
2: hard. well, I mean, I mean, this Suicide Squad changes over You're the right. years. A yeah. th- different groups. It's not like yeah, so I, by having I, different actors playing different characters, it's still a sequel because it's still the Suicide Squad and it's still like some of the original actors that were in it. Right. They're not playing different characters. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um. So the Flash had a panel as well. Um. As you know, there's a popular CW show, but we're actually going to get a Flashpoint movie.
2: This Which uh, really
1: good. Yeah, this Flashpoint movie is going to be the
4: start of the multiverse. Yeah, I do have a question. With and if Are you they didn't know. Both Say that again, Paul. Are they going to have both Batmans? Because I heard Michael Keaton wasn't on, on that. That's and, right. Like, yes. so,
1: so this is all about the Flashpoint storyline, how they're bringing in multiverses. So that will okay. explain the older Bruce Wayne played by Michael Keaton in this film. It will explain um um some other um there's another big return in this one. Um oh yeah, um Ben Affleck um as, as Batman will be in it as well. So they'll they'll actually explain all that in the Flashpoint movie.
2: And if you think about it, I bet if, the um I bet you Michael Keaton's gonna be a huge hit and they're gonna make a, a new Batman with him. That'd his, his, cool. his older character.
1: They could do that. I mean, it's a good way of explaining the multiple Batman because you have now Robert Pattinson and you have Ben Affleck and then now you, you're you bringing back Michael Keaton.
2: Yeah. Well, so, what's Tim Burton
1: doing right now? He might be out there. Who should be out there? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Um, I, He is not attached to direct this movie.
4: Oh, no, but, I'm talking about the next Batman with Michael Keaton.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. That's oh, the only yeah. way you could really do it, I think, if you bring back Tim Burton.
1: Oh, I see. You think Tim Burton should, should take another stab? Because, hey, you know, he directed the... Um,
2: was well, Michael Keaton the first there? left and, and bowed out of um, the third one because right. Tim, Tim Burton wasn't going to be in it. Oh, that was his reasoning
1: for leaving. Yeah, And they brought in uh, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, unfortunately. The third and fourth one. Well, rest in peace, Joel. Rest, you know? rest in peace. Yeah. Two uh, other movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, no. Ben Affleck will return as Bruce Wayne in Ezra Miller's Flash movie. Um, so, I guess they're going to different um, timelines of, of, you know, because they have both Batman, and, Batmans in the film. Um,
2: I think it's gonna be like a short, like almost cameo-like appearance. Yeah, I bet. For both yeah.
1: of them. I agree with that. All right, the other big trailer guys that dropped uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. No, it looks um, so
3: much better.
1: They actually uh, announced. You thought, yeah, you think it looks much better than the the one we saw, right? I thought. so. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, this is just based on a trailer, but they just announced that it's actually going to be a four part series. Jeez. They're going to break it down <laughs> on HBO Max, but um I think collectively we'll still watch like a movie. So, I'll give it a little breathing room. You know, it's four hours long. You know, it's. Somebody I think said it's eight, eight hours long. long. I think it's yeah. four. It, it says four, uh, four one-hour installments. One, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. eight hours. Got it. that be long. I mean, that, that's a series right there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Eight, eight one-hour episodes. So another cool song choice for this trailer: Leonard Cohen's "Hallelujah." Um. So that was really cool. Um. We saw a lot more of uh, Cyborg because Ray Fisher's Cyborg wasn't really seen in the in the final cut. Uh, meeting between Lois Lane and Martha Kent. More of Aquaman and Mera. Aquaman shirtless. Should ladies like that one? Um, Superman in his black suit. So that was not a focus of the first or the the um, Justice League that we we saw. So that will be a further um, looked into for this uh, Snyder cut.
4: Uh, also, he you got your scenes without mustaches too, or no? <laughs> so that's the thing.
1: <laughs> Anything that um, they said this uh, in an interview. Anything that Josh, Joss Whedon shot will not be used uh, in this new cut. That he says good. it's not his movie, so all the wonky like uh, mustache CGI remove r- mustache removal CGI, that stuff will not be in that film because that is stuff that Josh shot, um, and and it, so basically. See, I don't know what they cut and what they didn't. I mean, I'm sure it's out there uh, exactly. Um but one 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 aspect was Darkseid. Darkseid was a major villain that was intended to be in the Justice League movie, but um you didn't see Darkseid. We saw Steppenwolf, but uh um, you know, that
4: changed Steppenwolf
1: to make him look better too. It looks like it looks like that. Yeah, it certainly looks like that in the uh, Snyder cut. So I, I I think this will be an overall better better um project um of Justice League than what we saw because it was a combination of Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon but um you know um I'm excited, you know. Um also um yeah. Oh, uh the the Watchmen um movie that uh that Zack Snyder uh used in his version of Watchmen was also highly so I thought that's kind of yeah. interesting tie-in. Um but, yeah, it's like, um, so they're actually um, – HR is actually going to examine the accusations that Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, uh, had against Joss Whedon uh, about his inappropriate behavior during production. Inappropriate that he was just, like, verbo- uh, verbally uh, abusive, you know, would yell a lot, I guess. I don't know. Um, but he just, you know um, – he just basically treated um, Ray um, very poorly, very, um, you know. Mm-hmm.
4: Everybody so. has to to work. I mean, kinda like with the thing with Ellen. Everybody just to treat everybody with respect and Right. That's what, what mean? it boils down to. It's mm-hmm. like even if you don't get along with them, you just try to work through stuff and you don't treat people like shit. Right.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, Darth 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 Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Darth. <laughs> um, but um yeah, no, that's that's very well said. Um but um, so yeah, just to repeat what Cyborg said about Joss, Joss Whedon's onset treatment of cast and crew was gross, abusive, unprofessional, completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg, the other producers. Um, those are the Warner Brothers executives headed at DC Films. Um, so yeah, I mean uh, that's a lot. Didn't go into specific instances, situations, but... Uh, A
4: lot yeah. of smoke this fire.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right, how about Black Adam? So this is The Rock. Dwayne Johnson um, had um, an animated teaser, so it's not. this is not the actual trailer uh, that we'll see in the movie. Um, as you know, it is live action. It looked like they used some animation, but it did show... Um, you know uh Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam also the Justice Society of America as a new superhero group was uh, introduced in the film as well um also we saw Noah Centineo who plays Black Adam's villain Adam Smasher so that was really cool um yeah I think that looks looks really awesome um Justice Society. If you didn't know, they're a popular a team in, that started in the nine in 1940 of these pieces of comics. I think that was one of their first comics, wasn't it? 19. Yeah, I mean 1940s. Yeah, I think that's around the time. I think the first Superman came out in 1930 something. So maybe. But Green Lantern was in the group: Adam, Flash, Hawkman, Hourman, Spectre, Sandman, and Doctor Fate. So, um, but the the panel was was fun. It was um. Sinbad uh, hosted um, Zachary Levi. Sinbad, uh, he's still alive? Yes. Yeah, Sinbad.
4: <laughs> wow, good for him.
1: Sinbad, yeah. God.
4: Yeah, last well, time I saw him, it was on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes,
2: yeah, <laughs> exactly, right, when he was dead <laughs> <Bear>, there, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, he joined Zachary Levi in the cast of Shazam for the Shazam. Um, I'm
3: excited for the sequel. Panel.
1: Yeah. So the, the sequel's official title is called Shazam fury of the gods all right so it was funny they didn't really like formally confirm that sinbad's in it but levi looked to sinbad and said sinbad you're in shazam 2 and then sinbad says you tell me john krasinski am i because everybody thought i was in shazam 1 before it even existed google right (laughs) jokes
3: i no my no lie my husband and i like, like we both like it's like the mandela effect like Yes. My my husband's like like remembers perfectly from his childhood Sinbad yep. being in Shazam, but it never happened.
4: Hey, yeah, I remember that too. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Totally different, Black Crazy. Eye.
3: <laughs> so I think <laughs> I I'm pretty sincere. I
4: remember both of them and choosing which one I wanted to watch.
2: <laughs> 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 I would
1: mean, be cool, you know? A nice little tie in for that, that little trivia to actually put Sinbad and give the man a paycheck, you know? He's been in the business for a while, you know what I mean? I like it when people get second chances. So, I think it's kind of exactly. cool. Um, let's see. Um, what else do we have here? So, we have a Static Shock movie, maybe, in the way. There's another film that I'm not familiar with the characters. If the general was here, he'd know. Um, it's about Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a. Static Shock. Um, so um,
4: I think that was an animated show, wasn't it?
1: Was it okay? So, yeah, it was an animated series in the early 2000s. Very good. So, this one will actually be a live action film. So, um, that would be really exciting. Um, there's also gonna be a live action series called Gotham PD. Um, this will be on HBO Max. This is all about the Gotham Police Department. Interesting.
4: Yeah, but then uh, we already have them Gotham.
1: We already had Gotham, and that was focused on Commissioner Gordon. So, still the yeah. police department. And no, I agree. I, I, I mean, how can they make this one different, right? So this series will explore the corrupt history of Gotham, something that other projects have threatened but never really followed through on. Okay. Did the the Gotham show on Fox not do that? I guess. Um, so, um, I mean. Hey man, you know, just another another DC property put on HBO Max. Also, uh, Titans um, uh, should be returning as well. Uh, this time on HBO. So all the DC EU um, shows on the streaming service will also be on HBO Max. It's rumored that wow. they're going to they're end the DC streaming service because it's you know why bother yeah why bother right just you're <laughs> gonna put everything in hbo max you know so there's too many streaming services i mean yeah i mean that was I mean, a bad idea from day one service, for streaming service you know what i mean yep absolutely so i am really excited about um this one because uh this is one of the comic books that i read and collected as a kid uh neil gaiman's the sandman so they're they're gonna do a netflix adaptation of the show be slightly different than the original comic book series um which um you know for details uh as far as details for the series um neil gaiman the writer and creator revealed that he's trying to get the script as close to perfect perfect as he can as he can uh, as you know i think it's great that a lot of the writers of the comic books have gone on to produce and write for their shows you know yeah i think um, that's I mean Yeah, they know I mean who knows the properties better than the creators, you know? So yeah. Neil Gaiman, of course, um, if you didn't know, also wrote American Gods. Um and Good Omens. Both of them have Good been, Omens
3: is fantastic. Yeah,
1: there you go. So if you like Neil Gaiman's work, you'll hopefully like the Sandman. I've
3: been wanting All to right. check out the the um the comics.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, so moving on to other films. Um, well, net, Um, so they're. So they're doing um, a Sony. Uh, so a Marvel. Marvel news first. Marvel Sony news. Craven the Hunter, the next uh, Marvel Sony property that's going to have a uh, See, its own you film.
4: I look like Kraven the Hunter. Who looks like Craven? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't tell. <laughs> well, I think Al can vouch for me, right? <laughs>
1: Why don't you um why don't you audition?
4: Hey, if they they bring me in, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is um one of um Spider-Man's most notorious foes. Um so Matt Tolmack Avi Arad are producing it. Um Art Markham, Matt Holloway writing the screenplay. So um and JC Chander will be directing. So As you know, the the Marvel Sony properties includes the upcoming Morbius movie with Jared Leto and, of course, all the Spider-Man movies. So, as you know, the stuff that's in the Spider-Man universe is all as a Marvel-Sony joint.
4: Um, If somebody said they're going to cross back and forth with, like, a Spider-Woman or something.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they brought in a Spider-Woman. Absolutely. I think it'd be great. Or Spider-Gwen, you know.
3: That'd be cool.
1: Olivia Wilde set to develop and direct an untitled female-centric Marvel film at Sony Pictures. Not Details were not disclosed, but you mentioned spider-
4: Woman. That Spider-Woman. that
1: spider You mentioned Spider-Woman. That's probably what it's going to be, Big big Paul. Because, um, yes. Okay, so then I'm reading here now. That, that film is expected to center on Spider-Woman. So there you go. Oh, cool. Boom. That's awesome. Boom. There you go. <laughs> and Olivia Wilde, she's amazing. And Chachi, you've met her. I. I had coffee with her a few years ago in L.A. She is uh, um, just outstanding. Yes. Yeah, had coffee what with mean her.
2: You had coffee with her
1: at the Starbucks. <laughs> <I'm all laughs> that's,
2: like with that's her? Where, or are you in the same that's building? That's where I saw her. <laughs> oh, I saw. You said you had coffee with her, like you had the <laughs> Well, table. Like,
1: we had coffee we together. Coffee. I mean, we both had our coffees in our head, and we both walked outside Starbucks. They both were
2: in the world drinking coffee, <laughs> and he just threw it out there so nonchalant. Come on. Like me and Olivia had coffee together, and like, and then you know, I woke up this morning, and then I got ate some cereal. You're, and like, you're
1: blowing my spot. <laughs>
2: let, me, let me let me dream a little bit. <laughs> me and Olivia had sex, but we happened to be. In different areas of the country, and no, well, but that's that's that's
1: more of a, a fib. This is this is this is true If you analyze it, we're both at the same Starbucks, ordered the same coffee. We had coffee together. We were drinking the coffee together.
2: You and a hundred people.
1: There's a hundred people in a Starbucks, Chachi.
2: That big one in New York, there. Maybe
1: maybe that one, not the one in LA, not this one. <laughs>
2: God. Well, I'm Jealous God. of your 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 coffee date you had. Uh, uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just jealous of it. That's yeah, all.
1: I know. Well, it was fun.
2: <laughs> well, you met her at the you met her at the fucking White House. I know. Yeah, we um. I wasn't even yeah. there, dude. We went to um, D. C. together. Talk to her? Did you talk to her? Yeah, we went to D. C. together. Well, I know you went. <laughs> to <me>. I didn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still jealous that Al met Lily Collins. I met a lot, I met a few people. Yeah. <laughs> so <jealous.
2: laughs> I'm sorry, Allie.
1: But true fact, I interviewed Lily Collins, which you can find on the BTV archives. You know that, Allie, she's my right?
3: my favorite.
1: I know, she's my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um another Marvel movie comes out this weekend. The New Mutants. I am looking forward to that one, guys. Chachi, you had something you wanted
4: to add? Sorry. Oh, it's been no, out for ten years, right? It's adopted. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't it been out for done for five years? They just it
1: was shot them. in twenty seventeen. This is a three year turnaround for this movie, dude. Which one? The the new mutants. Which Christian will finally be top released in, in theaters this weekend for the theaters that are open for the lucky people that get to see them.
4: Yeah, right here they're going to be are opening there any up. theaters in open? Northern Virginia. What about you near you, Big Paul? Hanover, Pennsylvania opens up the 28th. There you go, so you can see New
1: Mutants. There you go. So, I don't
4: think there are any in
3: Maryland yet.
4: That, it's that Russell Crowe movie with him like being like a violent street guy. Yes! That's called Unhinged, right? The Russell yep. Crowe film?
1: Yep, that that that's uh, another one that just opened up. Um, it's done really well um, as far as um, you know box office. You know, for a limited box box office run, Tenant will be uh, released um, September third. So um, now that the theaters are starting to open, you know, it might be worth to for those willing to drive to Hanover, Pennsylvania, or to uh, to Ashburn, of Virginia. <laughs> Or actually even Northern Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Um Northern Virginia uh theaters are open, guys. So actually
4: uh, Al yeah, well, when you're, you're not that Hanover, Pennsylvania, you realize that, right? You're less
1: than forty five minutes. It might be, yeah, yeah, it might be equidistant, yeah. So either Northern Virginia or or Hanover PA. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: Hanover has a nice uh, movie theater. Yeah? Yeah. Are We're we no, all gonna are we all no, gonna no, go um Bonton though? Yeah, well, bonton has gone. Yeah, bonton has gone.
4: Actually, the Bonton was half of Kmart. That used to be Super Kmart. It's half a Home Depot and half of Bonton. That's how big that Kmart was.
2: Wow.
4: And now they're Kmarts.
2: The Super Kmart.
4: There was a Super <laughs> Kmart in Hanover that took up that whole building. So it was half of Home So Home Depot took half of it. Another half went to And That's how big <laughs> Kmart was.
2: That's a lot of blue light specials.
1: Yep. <laughs> So Tenet um apparently reviews art and guys people think that the film is one of the most so critics are saying in general consensus that it's Nolan's most confusing film yet.
2: Uh that's uh,
1: confusing.
2: And that sucks now, the thing's been trying to come out for like eight months.
1: It's and and Inception and both Memento definitely I mean Memento because it was nonlinear, there were some aspects of uh, confusion. Inception was, you know, a smart film, but couldn't look away or you'll be um <laughs> you'll get confused you know that? Is that Nolan but this one but this it's one is the most like,
4: an, it's like having the twist like Nolan just wants to confuse people that's what it, is. it seems like his m.o
1: that is his m.o it seems to confuse people tom cruise tweeted big movie big screen loved it talking about tenant he actually went to see the theater, he went to the oh. theater. i thought it was pretty funny <laughs> Um, so movies in production, guys, includes um, also it's a um, a, a documentary comedy, um, um, of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Um, will be directed by Amy Poehler. Uh, the working title is Lucy and Desi. We'll uh, explore the rise of uh, Lucille and her relationship with um, Desi Arnaz and and their well, like Lucy? that's one. gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. That'll be interesting. Yeah, they haven't, I guess it's uh, still in pre-production. They have not uh, announced a cast just going to be Cardi B, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> it could be true.
4: So, you know what? Hey, so, she is. Biden. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's true. <laughs> she did interview Biden. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but no, so I'm reading now direct a documentary. So is this film strictly a documentary feature but it's also her directorial debut for a film, so I am. Uh, from what I'm reading, it seems like it'll be a, a documentary strictly, but I don't know. Is so that
2: gonna be um, a biopic?
1: I, I think a biopic would be a great thing. Yeah. Why not yeah. go the biopic route, Right? Shit. <laughs>
2: My grandfather actually saw Lucy in Baltimore, like back in the day. Oh, that's In awesome. front of the Hippodrome, like like that's she was nice. out walking our dog. Oh, I love Did that! They get I think coffee? he was take a coffee <laughs> together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Allie? Like <laughs> yeah, she had like the bright red hair. He saw like. A... <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: have dinner with Zoe Kravitz. And this is a true story. We were seated <laughs> at oh, the I same table hair. at the Spotlight Creative Coalition dinner in Sundance. So, and we chatted. We literally had plates of food on, in front of us at the same time. And we ate at the same time, we talked at the same time. So,
4: we that's true. That's a
1: true story. God, <laughs> God damn it. Damn it, it's true.
4: <laughs> Man, that meets all the famous people. He has coffee with uh,
1: Olivia Wilde and dinner with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah.
2: He took a shit with That was back oh, in the day. Come on now. It's
0: a that fantasy.
1: Is-
2: <laughs> the
1: <fantasy. laughs> uh, no. no, the, the Zoe Tra- Kravitz, uh, Kravitz uh, story is true. Yeah. Um, speaking of biopics, um, because we wanted the Lucy and Desi film to be a biopic, but I think it's going to be documentary. But they're going to do one for uh, about Courtney Friel. Are you guys uh, familiar with that? She's a former Fox News reporter.
4: Uh,
1: don't. Um, they're going to talk about her story, um, and develop it into a feature film, um. She, I mean, I'm not too familiar with her story, but she's, uh, you know, she's, she's had a lot of adversity, you know, oh. um, to, 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 to gain success, um, you know, as a, as a journalist, I guess. So, um, See, uh, I don't know.
4: But what about just changing the Courtney Love? That would be a better story, I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
4: <laughs> that dude. would be much better, in I my opinion, too. fun like, I would love that.
2: <laughs> like, shouldn't you be famous first before you get a biopic? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like instead of some news broadcaster. I mean, it's not even like well, even like somebody like Tom Brokaw. Like I wouldn't even care about seeing a biopic on him. But at least like he's famous and he's done stuff. Right.
1: Right. That's a good point. You know what I mean, I mean. See, I, I wasn't even familiar with the story.
2: I mean, unless he was born without a head or something crazy like that. Well, then, like her, you know, they're kind of overcoming overcoming this kind of odds, like with no head. Well, her. Watch it.
1: Her adversity was um, struggling with alcohol and d- drug addiction.
2: Oh wow! Oh, she's the one.
0: She's Just the one. Changed. Yeah. Do so.
2: Yeah, well, you're, you're right. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a billion people in Hollywood that have overcome alcohol and drug addiction. and drugs. Right. I mean, why not do a biopic on Robert Downey Jr.? That'd I mean, be way more interesting. Yeah. How he overcame all that.
1: That's some random Fox News reporter. Yeah, yeah I agree there.
2: I'm happy so, she got past drugs, but oh my God.
1: <laughs> so this was really funny. So this is Flex's favorite actress, Taryn Manning. You know, inside yes. joke with uh <laughs> right, yeah. with you and me, Chachi. But uh, so she's bringing the Karen meme to life, okay, in a suspense thriller uh, called Karen. Mm-hmm. So she'll play Karen White, an entitled white woman from the South, set on ousting her black neighbor, neighbors who are BML. Uh, BLM supporters from her neighborhood, and they're calling it Karen. That
2: sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but this is—they're calling this a suspense thriller, so okay. uh, they're, they're twisting it into a suspense. So I don't know how that one's going to do. Let me guess who the villain's going to be. So go ahead. Who do who do you who's the villain, Josh? Let
2: me guess. I, I can't. I can't guess out of the two groups who the villain's <laughs> going to be in Hollywood in 2020 I, I can't guess that. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to skip I'm going to skip comments <laughs> on that um
1: so this is Bjork uh from the Sugar Cubes uh one of I mean one of the most talented singers and and um And she was a doorbell
2: yeah,
1: Oh Bjork she Yeah, is. wasn't she? Yeah. She's going to be um in a film. She's acting, which I think is awesome. It's called The Northman. The Lighthouse director Robert Eggers, who directed Rob Pattinson in that film, because people said I haven't seen The Lighthouse yet, but people said that
4: some, you know, one good. of his best acting gigs. Actually, um, I think the foe did a better job than uh, Pattinson, but I mean, it was really good. Right. So um,
1: Bjork will be playing a character known as the Slav Witch, which is a Viking revenge drama set in the 10th century. Hmm. Nicole Kidman, uh, Alexander Skarsgard, Ethan Hawke. Anya Taylor-Joy. Wow. That's Willem Dafoe. A big... That's a huge cast, guys. Huge, huge cast. She's
2: 54 now.
1: 54?
2: Yeah, they corrupt so fast.
1: You no know, right?
2: I always love that video, um, Human Behavior.
1: Human Behavior. Yeah, that that was a good... Yeah,
2: that might be... That that might be, be a, 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 a cut, a cut one cl- day. That could be a closing cut or something. Yeah, a closing yeah? cut or a closing cut. Yeah. cut? yeah.
1: Yeah uh we'll think about that <laughs> <laughs> let's do it why not uh, so there is a um uh so roar who Tong, director of tomb raider reboot with alicia vikander will will be directing a norwegian folklore film called troll for
4: netflix wait a second a, is that should, like the bad movie from the 80s troll Two? Did you ever hear about that movie? No, this is like Norwegian.
1: So this will be set... Norwegian troll? The Norwegian troll, maybe? I don't know. It's set deep inside (laughs) the mountains of Doveri. uh, Something gigantic awakens after being trapped for a thousand years. Hmm. Destroying everything in its path, the creature is fast approaching the capital of Norway. It kind of sounds like Godzilla. So it's like a giant troll. Well, God,
2: if if I awoke after a thousand years and it was 2020, I'd be pissed, too. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like I slept a thousand years for this
1: shit. Yeah, like that Seth Rogan movie where he was like in
2: the pickle preserved
1: in the pickle pickle jar, uh came out in twenty twenty. That would have been crazy.
2: Oh.
1: Netflix also has a movie called Enola Holmes with Millie Bobby Brown from the Stranger Things. As um Sherlock's teen sister on a mission. All right. So this is a um no, no, I didn't even know this. That Anola Holmes is a canon character in the uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh... I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know, but yeah, they're making a movie, and Millie Bobby Brown's perfect. Why not? He's
4: a servant to the like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes universe, maybe. You know what? I don't know if those movies are necessarily linked. That's a good question. Maybe um, I mean, it does. I mean, just have him do a small cameo or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Helena Bonham Carter's in the film, um, Henry Cavill, um, and Mike and uh, Sam uh, Claflin. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm that, this, wasn't so about this. So 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 I, so Henry Cavill uh, Paul is playing uh, Sherlock Holmes, so I don't think it will be linked to Robert Downey.
4: I'm saying that as Bonham Carter I think was in one of the Sherlock Holmes movies too.
1: Yeah. With, uh, yeah but robert yeah. downey jr was sherlock holmes so that takes that connection out of there i guess i don't know you know um netflix wow so netflix is they're they're all about movies they want to drop a lot of movies now this pandemic and they're skipping the theaters ryan reynolds teaming with john august to co-write and executive producer a netflix feature comedy called upstate um, this project is based on the Simon Rich New Yorker's humorous short story from May 2020. Okay. Um, Netflix also releasing um, a family drama called The Noel Di- Diary. The Knoll Diary. Wait, with is Justin. a short story
2: from May 2020?
1: A short story, a humorous <laughs> short story from May 2020,
2: yeah. They're basing a movie off of that from <laughs> three yeah. months ago? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that, could, that that short story, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty quick turnaround.
4: Yeah. Maybe it's like the staff park thing. They're just putting anything on Netflix right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, this this movie with Justin Hartley
1: sounds like that as well. I mean, he's from This Is Us, as you know. Al, I know you're a big uh, This Is Us fan. But yeah, The Noel Diary is um, based on a novel. Um, and um, he will play an author who returns home at Christmas. Okay, so a Christmas movie to settle the estate of his strange mother who kicked him out of the house when he was just 16 oh boy that sounds like a lot of drama so this is netflix uh news that i'm really happy about cobra kai that's right guys will be on netflix both seasons one and two will be available on august 28th um they have a trailer which kind of uh Um, highlighted Seasons 1 and 2 and gave us a little sneak peek of... uh, A little little tease. A little sneak peek of Season 3. What did you think of that one, Chachi?
2: I thought it was great. I mean, I think, like I I have been saying for years, this is one of the best series, um, one of the best continuations of a franchise, I think, ever, who have, you know, total respect for the source material and the original three, um, you know, probably four Karate Kid movies, you know, and actually does it so well in a way that makes those movies even better. Because now you know the total motivation from the original Karate Kid of why Johnny the Bully was the way he was. You know, and, like, it's something that has been great on YouTube um, Premium, YouTube Red. And, you know, a lot of people didn't see it because it was on that platform. Um, But now you can see it on Netflix, Mm -hmm. and you can catch up before Season 3 comes out in 2021.
1: Yeah, you really need, need, need that reference to see... Johnny and how he evolved, you know, um, to to his adult, you know, character and you know things oh, from, that were explained you know the casting in director Cobra Kai. For that,
4: too. Right. What's that? The casting director for. Uh, Cobra Kai was actually Bill Marinella. Background, oh, that... though. Background. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He did not do principle.
2: Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's just a great show. I mean, they they they'll pick out stuff from from the original movies that. You probably even thought about or noticed um, when you watch the movie and just stay so true to the source material like i said before like one time um in the new series cobra kai like um his wife was talking about his wife and his mother is actually in, in the um movie too the mother from the original movies and like was talking about how daniel only likes to drink the minute made orange juice and i remember watching the Crowdy kid before i watched the um season two and like he happened to be drinking Minute Made orange juice when he had the black eye, and he got beat up when he was trying to wear the sunglasses, trying to block the, block the black eye. Um, and I, I just noticed the Minute Maid because the old logo on the Minute Made orange juice, and it just caught my eye. And then they even mentioned about Minute Made orange juice, how he only likes to drink the cheap stuff like Minute Made orange juice, you know, not the fancy <laughs> orange juice. It's just a small little reference. I'm like, nobody would ever even pick up that except for somebody like nerdy like me on The Craddy Kid. I just thought it was great. It's just, <laughs> it's just showing Shuttle, you like the love that the creators have you know i love they when they
3: like really do their homework
2: yeah big time and, and, and the new um characters like the kids are all like great actors and, and they help enhance the story and they're, they're like it's a it's a great balance between the original people and the kids you know uh i think it's great because sometimes they just want to do like all, all we care about now is the kids for this series and, and screw the old people you know kind of like how they did with star wars a lot they kind of like I don't know, like the Star Wars in children, so, they kind
4: of In some they way. Kind of shit over yeah, the, Skywalker fades into a ghost yeah. for no reason.
2: Right, yeah, they kind <laughs> of shit over yeah. the original people and the new Star this Wars. Show, this, one. This, show,
1: this show honors them, and actually, they're the
2: leads. So. They're the leads, yeah. That's awesome. I, th- I think, perfectly done, I, and still I, still I wish a lot of series would do it the same way. Yeah, I'm looking forward to season
1: three, which doesn't come out till 2021,
2: but, Is that going to be, be on
1: Netflix? Yeah. Be on, uh, Starting on August 28th, you can see seasons one and two. And then uh, season three will drop next year. And season okay, three so is going to take, take place on now? Yeah, because it was on Net, uh, YouTube Premium previous. Yeah. So Netflix won the deal to have the, the show. So Yeah, in
2: season three, they go back to Okanagan, like um, that they went to in part two of The Karate Kid. So it's kind of come full circle with that movie. Yep. I'm looking Just forward to it.
3: Man. Rewatch The Karate Kid.
2: Yeah. You should.
3: I think last time I watched it was when I was a kid. So I'll definitely have to check that out again.
2: So like five years ago.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm, in my, thir- I'm uh, in my thirties now. Oh <laughs> uh, whatever. <Don't> let <laughs> I'm, 30,
2: 30, I'm gonna be thirty-two. Okay. 32 got daughter to... She's adopted. Um <laughs> <laughs> <Alex, Alex, y'all. laughs>
1: uh, so Towson University's own. Mike Flanagan, remember Chachi? You're like, oh, anyone that's successful in thousand, boo. Oh, I hate
0: him.
1: Yeah. Hate um, him. So he's releasing on Netflix, The Haunting of Bly Manor. So, as you know, he did The Haunting of Hill House, which yeah. was very successful. Yeah. So you're a fan of the the series? I, yes. I,
3: well, I have not right. see The um, Haunting of Hill House. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to check out his next series. So there'll be an anthology style. So, um, you know, so you're you're gonna see some different cast members, but you. Just like American Horror Story, you're going to probably see some familiar faces as well. So uh, I hope it fails. No, oh, come on.
3: don't say that. He it's actually a... went to um, Spalding High School, which is like right down oh, the street so from where I went to high school. Oh, so he went to high school, school, school
1: locally, too, and mm-hmm. he went to college yeah, he went to... Uh, at Towson University. So there you go. Hey, was Al, didn't you work on them. I did. I, I worked on a, on one of his independent films. Yeah.
2: Okay, well we all wish his um series the worst.
1: <laughs> all this, all this uh and you want Amy pull <laughs> um Amy um who's the other success story from Towson?
2: Stacy Amy- Keebler.
1: Was it well she is, she married into money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Amy um Schumer.
2: Yeah, one. yeah, she's another big name from Towson. Um yeah, yeah. what else? Yeah, apparently oh. whatever water they drank there, I, I missed that water fountain.
1: one of the loveliest and man she's hollywood royalty margaret Qualley. as you know she's annie mcdowell's daughter she's in um so many great films uh, once upon a time in hollywood native son the nice guys she's gonna have a new series on netflix called made uh, originally titled made hard work low pay Uh, a single mother who turns to housekeeping to make ends meet, as she battles against poverty, homelessness, and bureaucracy. So um, I think she's a little young to be to have the mother role, um, unless she's the child. <laughs> but I don't know. She's a lead role in this, so I'm curious on the character.
2: Almost um, this like a Mrs. Doubtfire remake? Is that what this is?
0: Well, it's, it's, <laughs> well, they
1: are calling it a dramedy. Okay. So, so it does have some comedic elements. Um, you're a fan of Margaret Qualley, aren't you? Am I? Yeah, when from *Once uh, well, Upon a Tom in Hollywood*, she was the one that's the the young girl that seduced Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. But yeah. she's playing a maid. How is she playing a maid? She looked like she was 18 years that's old. That's what I'm her. saying. I'm not sure. Yeah. If she's the, I don't think she's the single mother. She might be the, the the you know the the oldest daughter of 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 the mothers. I, Can you hire know. her as a maid? Ah. <laughs>
3: she's like she's 25.
0: Yeah, she's yeah.
1: older than you would think. She's older than you would think. Yeah. Well, my house is
2: my house is dirty, so.
1: Um I, I got to party with Mar- Margaret at uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards after really? parties. So.
2: Yeah. You were like yeah. you're like sipping sipping like a milkshake Slippin like a drink. Two, <laughs> yeah. two straws. Like yeah. back in the fifties when the milkshakes <laughs> was two straws.
0: <laughs>
4: no, <this> is... <laughs> was, not now with COVID. COVID.
2: Yeah, before that was before COVID, yeah. Before COVID, yeah. yeah. I remember that picture of you of you and her sipping on the milkshake together. Thank that was you. great i
1: appreciate yeah. that <laughs> speaking of COVID, you know netflix is doing an anthology series called social distance
2: thank god yes i mean, I mean yeah please kind of watch that, please. Can I watch that? well I'm we, talk, talking to hell now we, we talked about
1: it on the show but they just yeah. announced the cast um so all the actors have shot everything remotely in their their actual home this
2: just sounds miserable
1: daniel <laughs> brooks from orange is the new black mike Coulter, um who is luke cage um Asante Black, he's from DC, if you guys didn't know. Also in This Is Us. He's the the young boy that dates uh Deja on This Is Us, Alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Washington DC kid. Um That's cool. yep, Oscar Nunez and Daphne Rubin Vega are among the cast um that will be featured in this. So sad news if you're an altered carbon fan. Um the second series, second season was the final season as um it was canceled um i have a feeling it was a budget issue um the viewers didn't equal it because the budget is so expensive to shoot that show even though it was shot in british columbia um i saw season one i haven't started season two yet i wanted to but anthony Mackey, the falcon plays the lead as you know it's all about you know transferring your their mind into other bodies so you can Be the same character in Joel Kinnaman in season one and be the same exact character as Anthony Mackie in season two. Um, Great premise. I have yet to get to season two, but I do need to get to it. Uh, I uh, I Am Not Okay With This canceled as well. And The Society, two young adult series on Netflix have been canceled after their first season. Uh, Okay with this. Was not
4: okay with this. Yes.
2: (laughs) What was canceled, though? Um, I am not okay with this. Yeah, but what was canceled, though? I know you're upset, but what was it? Oh,
1: yeah, that's, <laughs> a that's the title of the show.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so
1: Stranger, Stranger, Stranger Things will have a, a, a drive-in experience. This will be fun. In L.A., an right? Yes, an interactive theater show co-produced by netflix and fever this october um they they get the quarantine in their vehicles drive through various different sets stopping for extended periods as actors and special effects not the actual actors sadly um bring scenes to life around them there you go um, yeah I heard,
2: I heard you can drive through on um, stark um court mall
1: that's another plus. Cool.
2: i mean it sounds like it would be cooler if you could walk through it all but i know with COVID. Everything's messed up. This is but, what
1: you got to do on COVID, yeah. man. Yeah, there's an event website
2: you can Especially go Especially with through. no Halloween Hard Nights this year. You might have yes. to like, settle for this.
1: Oh, man. What are they going to do for Halloween, guys? We don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, on Apple TV, we have a show with Kieran Knightley. It's an adaptation of Sarah Perry's The Essex Serpent. Is that The Essex up up there up, up north there, hon? <laughs> Next to Dundalk? By the ship plant? Yeah, by ship, yeah, so the Essex <laughs> serpent follows <laughs> only DMV listeners will get that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it follows uh, the widowed Cora, played by Kira Knightley, who, having been released from abusive marriage, relocates from her Victorian London to a small village in Essex, Essex, London, England, oh, yeah. uh, intrigued by uh, a local. Superstition that a mythical creature known as the Essex serpent has returned to the area. Okay, I
2: see. And this is why um Apple Apple Plus is doing so bad. Is can't
1: the program? This, well, you know, the morning this, show. can't pick. Morning show's been really applauded. Tom Hanks movie. Um, you know, the World War the the, the war drama. Um, very Greyhound. very. Greyhound, thank you that yeah. um, we just interviewed the actor, on uh, Joseph Poliquin, on. Uh, great reviews on that. I mean, they have good content. They just don't have a lot of content,
2: you know? No, but they don't have those, that yeah, big show, you know, like like the Stranger Things or, like, the, the boys from Amazon uh, or like any of those they shows. Got like, a,
1: they got some stuff coming up. It's the freshman year. They're dumping t- a lot of money into <laughs> it.
2: I know that much, but, like,
1: yeah,
2: I think they are end up bowing out at some point.
1: You can also see myself and Darth Paul Wallace on uh, Servant, right, Paul? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I saw
1: you on also there. On yes, thank you! Yay! We
3: were watching Serpent, I was like, there's <laughs> Al! that's on
2: Apple TV? Apple TV? See, that's, that's another minus from Apple TV. I mean, they just can't get it right. <laughs> that's a reason to watch! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Actually,
3: I really enjoyed Serpent.
1: Uh, how was my performance, Allie?
3: It was good. Was,
1: was that creepy cult You follower? were very
3: creepy.
1: Thank you. I never. You got
3: the, good. screen time.
1: Thank yeah. you for calling me creepy. In uh, a good, and that's a good. Tar-
3: yeah. that, that's no, a no, good they way. You, everyone, they were all creepy. That that's, that's a good way to call me. Oh,
1: creepy
0: too. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, big uh, Darth, Darth, uh, Wallace, man. He, he, you, you, stood out in that crowd there, there, Darth, amongst <laughs> all the people. You're, you're six eight, aren't you? Yep, 6'8". Six, 6'8". Six, eight, eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Um, let's see, Disney Plus, as you know, they have a. A sub uh, category National Geographic on Disney Plus. They're launching a show called The Right Stuff. It's uh a series based on Tom Wolfe's book about the space race. Um that debuts on October 9th. Um that stars um Patrick Adams, Jake McDornan, Colin O'Donohue, James Lafferty, Aaron statton Michael Trotter, and Micah Stock. So it's about America's first astronauts. The early days of the U.S. space program. The first time we've seen this history brought to the screen since Phil Kaufman's The Right Stuff in 83. Okay, so this is kind of a loose reboot of, of sorts. Um, on HBO, if you're a fan of the West Wing, um, the cast are reuniting for a special set at HBO Max. It's called a West Wing special the benefit when we all vote. So I guess uh a way to encourage the public to go out to the polls and vote in November. Um and what better show to promote voting for a president than the cast of the West Wing, right? <laughs> so there you go. anybody watch the West Wing?
5: That's
1: actually one of uh, my never seen it. One of my first background gigs was on the West Wing.
4: Oh, was it? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: On HBO, they're also big on documentaries. They're doing uh, something on Russia's alleged interference in the 2016 election, examined in something called Agents of Chaos. It's a two-part documentary that comes out. Yeah, but
4: the thing is, wasn't that proven not to be true? It was all based off a false dossier?
1: I guess they were going to cover all those aspects. But uh, they did focus on Vladimir Putin, the Russian president asked if his country is attempting to influence the election. He says, here, I'll tell you a secret. Yes, we will absolutely be doing that. That was direct quote from Vladimir Putin. So I don't know, man. That's you know, it's it's coming out. You'll you'll be able to check it out. Um uh, there's also um a four part docuseries series about the history of the LGBTQ civil rights movement. Um will feature Anthony Rapp, Samira Wiley, Cheyenne Jackson, Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne, Alexandra Gray, uh, just a few of the names um, who will be featured in that. So another political show. So this is um, was shot here in D.C. Myself, I think Darth Paul Wallace worked on this. The Comey Rule, right? Yeah, Jeff I Daniels. Yeah, as FBI director James Comey. Brendan Gleeson, wow, he actually does a pretty good portrayal of Donald Trump in this trailer. I don't know if you've seen the trailer, Chachi, but it's—I might say it's even better than Alec Baldwin's impression. It was pretty good. Um, so it's adapted from Comey's book, *A Higher Loyalty*. It premieres on September twenty-seventh. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely um, worth checking out. I know they're pushing to have this release before November. Um, and obviously an agenda move, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but a great cast. You have Holly Hunter as Attorney General Sally Yates. BTB guest, a friend of ours on Below the Belt uh, from House of Cards, Michael Kelly. Great actor. Awesome guy. We've got to get him back on the show um, closer to uh, when the show comes out. I think he'd be great to have on. Uh, so uh, Michael Kelly plays former direct uh, FBI Director Andrew McCabe jennifer eel plays uh patrice comey uh comey's wife um so yeah it's it's a good cast so um also um uh, kingsley Banadier plays president barack obama <laughs> so uh, i'll be you know i don't have showtime but maybe uh maybe i'll find a way to watch that one <laughs> <laughs> showtime actually um uh, canceled the sequel of Penny Dreadful called City, City of Angels just after one season
0: I'm not moving forward. Forward.
1: Penny Dreadful did the City of Angels did not this
0: okay.
1: is the sequel yeah hey Paul I know you're going to like this show it's a uh, wrestling drama on Stars with arrow actor Stephen Amell um, Mary McCormick is uh, has a leading role in it's a eight, 8 episode drama that will be on Stars called Heels but well, then he tried to wrestle for WWE one point in time. Too? Yeah, yeah. He wrestled for WWE. Um, uh, he, he wrestled Cody as Stardust. Um, or did he team with him? Uh, drawing a blank. One or the other. <laughs> Something um, happened where he, he... I know he entered the ring. Uh, well, they became good friends. And actually, Cody guest starred on an episode of Arrow, if you didn't know that. Um,
4: I don't know that. Well, I yeah.
1: guess he could go to AEW, AEW if he wants. If Stephen wanted to, Yeah. Yeah, but I think he's right now going to focus on this show, which could pro- cross promote with AEW. I think that'd be a great, a good idea. CW is going to do a live action Powerpuff Girls. Allie, Powerpuff Girls seems like a show you'd watch. You
3: <laughs> I was, a, I actually was a huge fan when I was <laughs> <laughs> growing up.
1: Yeah, I know shows you like Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> Disney, uh, uh, My Little Pony. I knew you're. Oh. <laughs> I know all the stuff. My daughter, like.
3: my daughter used to watch Powerpuff Girls too.
1: Okay, so what do you think of the live action? You think that's uh, something can you, you do? Watched?
2: How can you do live action?
1: Well, you're gonna do. That'd be um, interesting. Yeah, know. the heroines Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup.
2: Do they have giant heads? No. <laughs> it's, I mean, they're gonna
1: be normal. They're disillusioned twenty-somethings they
0: who resent that having
1: who resent having uh, lost their childhood to crime fighting. Hmm. So, um,
2: so, you know, they're gonna be older. I guess they're gonna be older than the cartoon.
1: Well, 20 somethings.
4: How, how, the how old are they? Well, in I thought cartoon? they were like teenagers, weren't they?
3: They're kids. I think they're like, I don't know, like 11, 12. I don't know. Okay,
1: Okay, so they're going to make I'm actually a not
3: little, sure. I'm going to look that up.
0: This is going to be like Thor of
4: Explorer, more or less, like a live.
3: Yeah, you
1: know, and that's kind of cool because then you can have them as, in their 20s where they're adults, you know, facing adult issues. Um... I think that will work.
3: Oh, they're kindergarten. That's right. They were in kindergarten. Their <laughs> kindergarten teacher. I forgot. So if you think about it, it is, it is a sequel in
1: series um, in the future when they're older, but uh, it will be live action instead of animated. So I'm sure you'll be checking that out, Allie. I'm sure you will. <laughs> also, um, Chachi will be happy to hear about this. They've moved forward with the um, Tiger King a scripted series um kate mckinnon will lead it um it will be on nbc universal television peacock and also the usa network so we'll have a, be on both networks um well, cast, uh, nick
4: cage's tiger king because he would be perfect for that
1: because he's so, so crazy. i don't know i don't think that's i think they're doing two different iterations of the tiger king i think his is like a television movie and this one is going to be um a series
4: but, I mean a limited not right or wrong about him being the most perfect guy to play tiger king was because he's so nuts
1: yeah you you you'd think i mean if you're going for the look i think Daniel mcbride well he's a little bigger uh, you know um, yeah. but but facially they could have did something um david spade people said would have been, yeah, been good um you could see that but i don't know man that, be interesting. Was,
2: I mean, the show was so crazy. It's like, do you really need like a like a <laughs> actor to play them? Because I mean, they were yeah. perfect in real life.
1: People are gonna watch. You know, people are still gonna tune in. They'll
2: probably watch it, yeah. But
3: yeah. really, Tiger King is like the the face of 2020. Yeah. The start of the <laughs> yeah, start like of a, quarantine. It's like a train wreck. Bring back Flashback. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's wrap up the TV news here. Um, so this is sad news. For Comedy Central fans of Drunk History, as you know, we had Derek Waters, another Towson. I don't think of to Towson University. He's from Towson, Maryland. Thank God. A success story from Towson. Um, Derek Waters, uh, the star and producer of Drunk History, they, they decided to cancel season seven. So it was Greenland for season seven. They didn't start production yet, but they're actually um, changing Comedy Central's lineup from live action. They want to go to animated stuff. Oh, that to, sucks. Yeah, yeah so they're they're gonna be They're gonna do rebooting, um, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but if you're gonna the animated stuff, wouldn't that just be Cartoon Network? I agree. Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, absolutely.
3: They're rebooting Beavis and Butthead.
1: Beavis and Butthead will be <laughs> rebooted. Uh, Ren and Stimpy show is another one. Um, I used to watch that
3: too.
1: Yeah. Also, also Tosh oh. Um, will be canceled after the upcoming 12th season as well so that's a, another surprising um, you know announcement on comedy central two long-running successful shows on comedy central are done just do not cancel the roast and i'll be happy because what about <laughs> oh, the daily show is that canceled yet or no daily shows still still okay i think they just they really want to move into animation so i mean i think that's a bad call they're both highly rated and popular shows tosh point was a great show you know yeah. i'm I'm really surprised about that one um so cbs you know they have a problem because they a lot of shows are not going to be uh, premiering in the fall because of the pandemic so they're actually pushing content that hasn't been on cbs before this is actually kind of good news for people that didn't want the CBS All Access. Star Trek Discovery um, will be on regular CBS this fall because they don't have enough content. They're going to take you... it from All Access and put it on CBS so you get to see it on CBS. I think
4: that's good news. I saw it for free. I mean, I just wasn't that impressed with it, to be honest with you. I mean, I would Maybe rather see Picard. But, I mean... They should do Picard, but, you know, I guess they just they
1: feel like it's already, what, season three of Discovery? Let's put the first yeah. season on regular CVS, you know, because they don't have any content, you know. Um,
4: I they mean, have, that's what I'm. Because the hazard back, right? <laughs> <laughs> they have to airbrush the flag off the top of the car, but the <laughs> back.
1: And last, before we break uh, on MTV, we're going to see the VMAs on Sunday. As you know, um, the performers have been granted the quarantine exception, that two-week quarantine rule, Chach, in New York. They don't have to do that. They just have to quarantine a few days uh, in New York uh, and arrive on August 16th. i um, oh, sorry. They just need to arrive um, a few days ahead. For what? Uh, for the MTV VMAs, all the people that are traveling to New York for the VMAs. So as you know, will be limited well, I
2: mean, the worst part is, I mean, I, I, I guess, a, I, I guess like a nice part is if, if they all get sick, it's not going to be like any talent wasted. Oh, boo. <laughs> for all this. Black, well, Black Eyed Peas are taking the stage for the first, are they really? first ever VMA.
1: Did you know they have never performed at the VMAs that's before? That's shocking,
2: but it's without Fergie, right?
1: Um, That's a good question. I don't know. I would imagine Fergie would be there, right? I the current lineup
2: didn't have Fergie.
1: I don't know. The Baby is the latest artist, and you're going to see a first time. The Baby. The
2: Baby. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> also, you're going to see a first-time collaboration with Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, so that's that's going to be cool too. So um, look care. look forward to that. I and of watch course, um, if anyone's been watching the DNCs or the RNCs, saw Billie Eilish perform her new single "My Future" on the DNC um, this week. Um, last week was it last week? But oh, did yeah. you watch that?
2: Yeah, that's the, week, this
1: week uh, RNC. Yeah. This week's the RNC, last week yeah. was the DNC. Um so
4: did anyone tune in? Any highlights of the uh, the RNC or your DNC? Uh okay. that, some of the stuff was a little cringy on the DNC. I mean you had a guy dancing in a dress and you had uh what's her name? Uh pocahontas saying she's a Native American and doing a Native <laughs> American thing, but but other than that it wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. I mean you said that? <laughs> He actually she was doing that. a Native American caucus when she was proven not to be a Native American. Yeah,
2: she, she took she took the blood test, right?
4: Yes, and, and she was like 001 0. 0 percent or something. Right. Wow. That's that, that, that's why they call her Pocahontas. But she was <laughs> doing a Native American caucus, which I don't know why they chose her.
2: That's
1: that's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so laughing up. <laughs> your earlier comments about the joke anyways um so yeah joe biden is officially um uh you know accepted uh you know the democratic party's nomination and um <laughs> it was quoted that there was nothing sleepy about that speech uh that damon Lind- Lindelof, uh had said uh who was a vocal supporter of, of biden and senator elizabeth Warren. um as you know he's been called sleepy joe um
4: anyways um well, that no, he they they called him. They said that he plagiarized his own speech from like five or ten years ago. His own speech, though. His own speech to, and the well, DNC you know, was plagiarized I, I think, from a few years I think back.
1: that's better than what Melania Trump did to Michelle Obama's yeah. last
0: four oh, years. Oh, I remember that. <laughs>
1: that was a that was a direct. Yeah, <laughs> uh, plagiarism uh, um, thing uh, going on there, and yeah, uh, you know, if you plagiarize from yourself, it's okay. You're just paraphrasing. You plagiarize, yeah. plagiarize from someone else, and you know, that's a little bit different. No,
2: well, he well, he plagiarized from somebody else, it was another um, who was it?
4: It was some British guy. I think he originally pla- plagiarized it from. But he no, it played- was a,
2: it was a Canadian guy.
4: The Canadian guy? It? I knew it was from some other country. Right.
2: Yeah. So, so he plagiarized from somebody it was from like um Canada, I think. Biden yeah. did. Yeah.
4: They say this but they say it's also speech he plagiarized from before that he plagiarized himself with also so he double plagiarized it.
2: Oh I see um, yeah.
4: Double plagiarized Woo. <laughs> Well
1: Chachi, I think it's a good time to take Chachi's classic cut. It so is it's always a good here, time. Here we go. Classic cut.
0: Where my dog's at? It is time for King Chachi's classic
1: cuts.
3: Holla at your boy. Chachi.
0: Chachi.
2: That's right. Chachi's classic cut back once again. um, Chachi in Charge. Where every week I handpick a song, usually from the 80s, sometimes from before, sometimes after. Mm -hmm. But um, I try to tie it into something going on in 2020. Nice. And this week um, was actually would have been the 50th birthday of um, a great um, actor who was gone way too soon, River Phoenix. He was yeah. born in 1970 and actually passed away in 1993 at the young age of 23 outside of the Viper Room in um, in Hollywood.
1: West, yeah, what's Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, yeah.
2: on October 31st, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So much people know. Um, River Phoenix from the great movie Stand By Me, which I think is probably one of the best. Yeah, I know him made from in the uh, 80s.
4: Young Indiana Jones. I thought he did a good job as Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, he was good in that though.
2: too. So, um, and this is actually a song from his most popular movie, Stand By Me. Actually, the title song, Stand By Me, by Ben E. King, which um, was released in 1961 and actually um, hit the charts again. Um, back in the 80s um, you know, once the movie came out and um, reached number four on Billboard Hot 100 back in 1987. So um, one of the widest gaps um, for a song being re-released and making the top 40s. So this is Ben E. King who um, passed away a few years ago with his hit song Stand By Me.
1: Okay. We'll be back here. All right, we'll see you guys after the classic cut.
3: so darling, darling, stand
4: by me, oh, stand by me, oh, stand, stand by me, stand by me. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com.
1: That's right. We're back here on BTB, guys. That was a classic cut, chosen by Chachi from the standby. Happy On birthday, to River Phoenix. Yeah, man.
2: Would have been 50.
1: So yeah. before, I know, right?
2: So before, our special
1: guest calls in just a couple of stuff and celebrity gossip news. So can you believe Aunt Becky is going to prison for two months, Chachi, for her involvement in the. Uh, the college admissions cheating scam that allowed her two daughters to be admitted into USC. Um, The judge says something really, um, really uh, resonating. Um, Said you're now the eighth person I had to sentence in the college admissions scandal. And each time I am more dumbfounded than the time before. Here you are an admired successful professional actor the long-lasting marriage two apparently healthy and resilient children more money than you can possibly need yet you stand before me a convicted felon for what for the inexplicable desire to grasp even more to have whatever prestige and instant gratification that comes from being able to show off the admission of your your daughter into preferred university to that end you have participated in the correct corruption of the system of higher education in this country if we condone such criminal conduct no matter who commits it we undermine the fabric of our society yes no special treatment for Lori Loughlin um, I partied in Laurie, uh, with Lori Laughlin back in uh, <laughs> 2013 uh, for CEO's bachelor party uh, at a nightclub Chachi, you've seen that photo I'm getting all cozy with her on VIP yes Drinking, so, drinking
2: coffee
1: together. But I think we have uh, our special guest on the line, I believe. How are you doing? Hey, I think, uh, do we have the one and only producer and filmmaker extraordinaire, Michael Patz? How's it going? Hey, Michael, how are you? Good to have you on I'm B- good. I'm good. Awesome. All right, guys, let's go ahead and introduce producer extraordinaire, director of this great documentary film nail in the coffin um it's all about the life of ian hodgkinson aka vampiro and a couple of us are big wrestling fans so this should be a treat here on below the belt show the one and only michael Pats. michael good to have you on btb
5: hey thanks a lot man
1: man uh, first of all i watched it today watched the entire documentary um i, I was blown away man it it it, it so and if you and the thing is you really don't need to be a wrestling fan to watch this film, which, which um, you know, in some documentaries sometimes you have to be, you know, a fan or uh, have interest in the subject matter to watch it. But this 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 documentary film I think can be watched by anyone really. And uh, I agree. It just yeah, Allie, you're not a wrestling fan at all, but but you 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 saw the film and how it touched would not only. Vampiro's professional um, side working in the, the world of pro wrestling and Lucha Libre. And of course his home life of being a father to a teenage daughter. So
4: yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah.
5: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's oh, tell, um, yeah, please. No, I was just, I was just going to say that, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, wrestling fan ever since I was a kid. I, I've loved wrestling. I, and uh, but when I was ex- you know, exploring, you know, uh, this doc and getting into it, you know, it more and more was, uh, it was coming together as as a a father-daughter story. And wrestling was the back, is the backdrop, you know, like uh, at the end of the day, I think that the fans will, will, you know, people will like, enjoy it because it's the wrestling, but, uh, you know, the, the core of it is, is this family, you know, this family story, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
3: never, I love I've that.
4: Never, I've never, I've never
3: I love getting to see his relationship with his daughter, and seeing that side of uh, his outside life with wrestling and overcoming everything and being a, a great father. I really, really love that. Yeah. And I have a 11 year old daughter myself. So.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing about being in the pro wrestling industry. You're always on the road, yeah. so it, it definitely takes a toll. On, um, on families, but um, you kind of uh, hint, uh, mentioned a little bit, but I was curious on, there wasn't much focus on the relationship with the wife. Was there a reason why?
5: Uh, well, they're, they're, they're divorced. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, when I, um, I mean, the, the kind of the backstory is like, um, I, I met Vampiro years ago in the early 2000s. I was living in, in, in Mexico and I was, I was writing for uh, Lucha Libre magazine. Oh, nice. called, called Super Luchas, so I got to meet all the, you know, all the wrestlers, everybody, and it was really awesome. It was a great experience um, doing that. And I had always heard about Vampiro being Canadian. I knew about this this legend, this guy from Thunder Bay, Ontario. I was living in Mexico, so I wanted to meet him, and I, and I did, and we connected, and it was really cool. And then I got to know him a little bit, and then you know, fast forward fifteen, sixteen years later, uh, I bumped into him at, at the airport and uh and i'm like what are you doing now and he's like well i'm I'm commuting i'm commuting from thunder bay to mexico city uh to work the shows and then i'm going to to la to work Lucha underground and and then i'm going to be back on sunday uh sunday night so i can i can uh take my daughter to school in the morning nice i'm job. like what are you talking about you know <laughs> i like and I, I you know that's crazy commuting yeah you know if i if i have to take the subway downtown it's I'm complaining, and this guy was like <laughs> do, doing that all the time, right? So it was, it was, I was blown away. And he's like, "Well, I'm a single dad now, and I'm raising her." And right. I says, "What?" I'm like, "Okay, that's crazy." And then, right. And I thought, "Wow, this is you know, you know, the seed was planted for you know, for the doc, right? The idea." And we started talking about it, and then one thing led to another, and then, and then three years later, after after filming this whole thing, um, you know, we're here now.
1: That's awesome. Now I, I have to ask because I saw several <laughs> videos at various points in Vampiro's life. Were you present for the the younger um, Vampiro footage when his daughter was what eight years old,
5: maybe? Yeah, probably younger than that. I guess she was, but it, but I, yeah, I was I was around that that time. I, w- I didn't film that stuff. He, he, that's other people had had filmed. Uh, other okay, like other, that. So <laughs> other people um, filmed it. I didn't know it was one of those big long. Documentaries
1: that you were there for like years.
5: yeah <laughs> like a yeah, a two decade documentary. Yeah. So this this is this so is uh
1: um, taken from a separate um archives or other This is doc- just,
5: uh, uh, just our our lots of archives. A friend a friend of mine uh had filmed this stuff and he contacted me and he says, Look, he says I i i filmed a bunch of stuff with Ian uh years ago and he's like, you know, I never I never used it. Do you want it? And I was like, Oh my yeah. god. like so it was like you know as a documentary oh, that's your filmmaker it, it's gold exactly right it's gold man you yeah it, it's 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 all about you know i think it, having an archive is is amazing and and then putting all of it together was was i look you know you look at everything and it's like you got so much stuff because the guy's done so much stuff it's his 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 life you know it's just it's just absolutely crazy right so right and, and then uh ended up working with a, a fantastic editor uh, who basically looked at her and everything and kind of helped. We we together. We kind of we kind of weave this story together. Um, his name's Danny Palmer, and and uh, the the cool thing about Danny is that he would just come off season one of uh, of Dark Side of the Ring. There you go. Um, that series. He was working for Vice, and uh, and so he he you know he knows he knew wrestling like the, you know the That's back cool. of his hand after doing that.
1: That's funny you mentioned um, Dark Side of the Ring, Chachi, You've actually watched every episode almost, right? I did the two of seasons. Dark of...
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I and actually... These
2: wrestling stories—they're crazier than anything you can make up in your life. Like, yeah, you know, especially the ones like back in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, like during like this the real like rock star days of of wrestling. I think now like the wrestling
4: is. and stuff like that. Was that? Like Bruiser Brody and those guys.
2: All that stuff. Yeah, I think I think wrestling nowadays. I think um, the wrestlers. I think they're more tame you know they're more like corporate or whatever like especially for wwe wwe but, but back of course. then it's like i mean you were on the road you were partying like a rock star like you were like a celebrity you know during like the golden age of wrestling like it's it's as crazy as stuff to get into and like there was i mean there's there's been murders you know there's been all kind of crazy stabbings all kind of crazy stuff back then
1: yeah you kind of touch on a lot of that in your documentary michael i mean obviously um it's no secret that Wrestlers have abused drugs, alcohol and steroids. Vampire actually said you mix drugs, alcohol, steroids, and stupid people. That, that's that's not a good formula right there, which I think is uh pretty crazy. And as a result of, you know, that plus a toll on your body, there's you know, you get the drug addiction and the uh, painkiller addiction, which sadly has resulted in the untimely passings of, of a lot of of, of talent. Um Man, it's a sad state of the world, Michael, uh, in the wrestling industry, isn't it? When, when, when so many, so many talented uh, professional wrestlers have passed way too soon.
5: No, absolutely. It's just like you know, who's the next one, right? That's it, it's 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 awful. And then when you see, you know, it's it's like that age where they, you know, they they in their forties, early forties. It's the it, it's almost like the clock starts ticking on uh, for them. Yes. Um, I guess we're about there's 50, so, fifty-four or
4: something like that when they passed away.
5: There's so many of them, uh, you know. I would probably say, pr- probably a few hundred uh, over the over the last, you know, couple of decades. You know, right. how how many have died? Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I
2: think it's way more uh, than football players.
5: Yeah, yeah. On yeah. top of that, with yeah. you, you've got yeah. heart attacks and, and and concussions and and everything. No, it's 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 a tough. It's a really tough. Uh, you know, business to be in. Um, I think
2: like a wrestler, like um, I, mean, I mean, how many times does a normal person fall on their back in their lifetime, or fall on their knees in their lifetime? Like pretty, pretty few. But yet these wrestlers that are doing it like all day, every day, like yeah. six, you know, six days a week. And, and and they're not like football players. They don't have helmets and all these huge pads. I mean, they only have like small right. knee pads,
1: elbow pad,
2: and that's it. The rest of their body is pure open. You know, their <laughs> backs open. You know, their heads open.
1: Their heads open. Of injury important.
2: like. Yeah. And like Vampiro, like I see here, he's only fifty-three years old, which seems like he's been in the business forever, you know. But he's only fifty-three, so he must have been like super young when he got involved in wrestling.
5: Yeah, no, that that's uh, I think that's for sure. You know, his I mean, when when I look at all, of, you know, when I interviewed a, a whole bunch of those, uh, you know, luchadors back in Mexico, and getting, and and of course watching wrestling for years, I mean, his story is just is is so fascinating. Um, you know, he this, this is a guy that was that could have been a professional hockey player, like, he was he was drafted, he was a goalie, he was like, you know, ready, to, he was gonna be like probably, you know, uh, definitely play NHL. Wow, um, and he and he gave that up, you know, he gave it up for for punk rock music and and everything <laughs> else. And oh, yeah, isn't that kind of like
4: Jericho too? Wasn't Jericho like, yeah, I guess, very similar, right?
5: Uh, yeah, well, his father was right. His father was a
1: uh, yeah, HL. Uh, yeah, Chris in the NHL. Chris, yeah. U- Chris Irvine, yeah.
5: And and you know so yeah he you know gave up hockey and then, and you know then he ended up uh, in Montreal because of the he saw I guess you know he saw the Road Warriors and everything that and punk rock music and everything and he started training and then and the next thing you know the guys in the, the guys in LA and he's and he's living with Millie Vanilli. Yeah, and he's he started <laughs> bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can make a I can make a whole documentary uh-huh. um, on the Millie Vanilli aspect on the story. Like, there's so <laughs> much stuff. <laughs> have you?
2: Have you? Have, okay, good. sorry. Was he living with Was he with during their their peak? Yeah. Millie
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. Wow. So, so he he uh, he ended up working with an actor. An actor asked him to go house sit in L. A. He's down there. He was working the. I think was he was he was a he was a, uh, a doorman for Mickey Rourke's. Uh, uh, club. I forget which club it was now. Uh, and then he's somebody's girlfriend, and she's a manager of Millie Vanilli, and saw him and said, we need someone like you to, you know, to baby, basically babysit these guys. Because they were at, they were just, like, blowing up. All and right. and he was with them 24-7. He had to live at the house with them. Wow. He, went on, he went on the European tour. Girl, you know them. it's true. Absolutely. <laughs> and he... <laughs> And he went, and he was like the first like, He's there, and he's, and he, and he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, there's something. They're not, they don't speak English, or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, I don't understand. And, and then the manager, and they like, don't you know, speak
1: Spanish, so he got to talk with them in Spanish, either. Exactly, and
5: the, and, and the manager like turns to him and says, you know, shut the hell up, man. You know, just whatever, just keep it quiet. And he's like, okay, I get it. I don't know what's going on. So he was there for the whole, the, the fiasco with the the. The, the, the things, the skipping, the, and all that the, sort of stuff. The revealing of the fraud, the hoax, and and all of that stuff. And he was, but like it says in the documentary of what what it for him, he he got a really great insight into the business, which was sort of the you know the mm-hmm. the machine, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Um,
5: that kind of puts it all together, and how and how you know fame is created, and and you know and putting it all, you know, processing it and putting it out there. He learned a big lesson from that.
1: Wow. Now, did you think about reaching out to this? I wasn't sure if it was Millie or Vanilli that's still with us today. One of them still with us today.
5: No, I, uh, I tried. I tried. I reached I reached out, but I didn't get any response. Okay. That'd be great. So, it would have been. It would have been. But I, it was, you know, it was a pretty weird. That was a time. You know, like it, the thing is, is that he's he's got he knows. So like uh, Ian knows the whole dark. Side the whole, oh, not. I wouldn't say necessarily dark side, but basically everything that they did, right? So I'm not sure. It's kind of like you know they want to kind of talk about you know th- those <laughs> those days, you know, like you know some of those evenings and things that you know all the stuff that they did, uh, because it was the real rock star experience uh, that was that went on there. So
1: wow, so cool. certainly certainly a rock star in Vampiro, and of course you cover his career from lucha libre to wcw and then of course going back to triple a to work as a director producer behind the scenes which i thought was really cool um one thing I, i'm amazed about was his ability to pick up spanish obviously he lived in mexico but uh the fact is he's, he's so fluent and he's a canadian from up north uh and speaks like a native speaker so i thought that was really cool to see that. Yeah. Aspect.
5: No, he, well, he's been there for, I don't know how many years now, but I guess yeah. it was like the nineties or whatever when he was, when he first done it. But yeah, he's, he's completely, he learned it fast. I mean, the thing That's... with him is that he's, he's super, super intelligent. Right. Like he's operating, he operates on a different, different plane. Um, he's got so many things going on and he can do anything that he wants. You know I mean? He could, like I said, he could have been a pro hockey player. You know, wanted to get into music. You know, he's played in bands. Uh, he's, you know, does all that sort of stuff. And then you know, did wrestling and and all that. So he's he, he's really, really a smart, smart guy. Um, so just yeah, it's just and and just he's a, a whirlwind trying to keep up with him when we're filming and trying to, you know, it's like it's like where are you going? What's next? And you know, it's yeah. there's always something, right? You know. So, yeah. Yeah. I you love his life.
1: I love how you caught some of the drama. Like you caught Jeff Jarrett backstage. I, I I wasn't sure if you were the camera operator or someone else, but he told the camera to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. then they, you know, he got in an altercation with another luchador. Um, I guess what 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 was going on in that instant? Uh, obviously, uh, that was definitely documentary gold right there. Uh, um, definitely an unplanned moment, right?
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that was for. I mean, for me, you know, being a fan of wrestling and all that you know that was to be able to go to to triple mania uh, with you know AAA was awesome they were they were like the owner of the company dorian rodan he was like he's like yeah open up the door you guys can come you can film behind the scenes you can you you, you just run the gamut you have full access uh and i was like that's awesome but just he says what just just don't film the guys with their masks off you know, we, you know, mm-hmm. that's because that's sacred. And I'm like, of course, of yeah. course, I you know, wouldn't do that. Uh, but he was really, you know, um, really welcoming and just in, very trusting uh, in that. And then it was Triple Mania 25, it was their 25th anniversary, it was a huge event. Everybody was there. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like WrestleMania for Mexico, right? You know, so was it 30, 40,000 people in the arena? Wow. Um, you know, all those guys. And it is, it's, it's a pressure cooker and, and, you know, it's always interesting, you know, be like, you know, like I said, I was like, I'm a fan and, uh, you know, trying to watch this and enjoy it, but we were filming. And the one thing that we were like, you know, the process was, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to follow Ian everywhere he goes. Because if we're not, you know, we're going to miss something. Right. So that was the whole sort of thing. So we were yeah. following him everywhere. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, yeah, it, it's, I think the big thing was, is that it's, it's a snake pit, uh, there and with all the, with all the wrestlers, uh, yeah, it's, right it's, it's a total snake pit. It's, it's all alpha. It's all yeah. alpha. And and if, and if, if, if you're if you show a sign of weakness, it like gets free, like it's for real like that, like they'll eat you alive there. You know what I mean? So you, even when you even when a documentary, crew, you gotta have to be kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. not be shy. Right. And in, in all that, oh. but they will yeah. eat you, eat you up and they're all, and they're all kind of working each other all the time. And that's the other thing too, is just the, the insight that, you know, you, you kind of see these guys and, and it's always shades of gray like even on even on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and all they're talking to each yeah. other, it's always these shades of gray, and you never quite you know know who's playing who right I um, had an opportunity yeah uh, in the mid not,
4: late mid to late nineties to go backstage for wCW yeah, and they told me to stay away from Scott Steiner because they say he could freak out and hurt you they, <laughs> like wrestlers actually told me that I met vampire once back then I mean. And you're right. They will. Certain guys are fine. They're cool. They're good to talk to. And other guys are just like, stay away from them. Leave them alone. They're snap on you.
5: No, absolutely. 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 It's again, it's personalities. It's people. Mm. um, And that's you know that's what it's like. And when you're in these these intense situations. You have to kind of give people as much space as you can, but yeah. we are we are filming a documentary, and of course, things are going to happen and all that and and that was it. and you know that the, in that instance, um there was a few things that were going on. Um, uh, there was a match. it was sexy star and, um, and uh, what my, uh, Rosemary, I think it was, and he she she you know reefed on her arm and uh, dislocated her elbow or shoulder. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was the, the, all that went on and you know jeff was managing his talent that he that he was there right so he was pretty upset
3: mm-hmm. about
5: what had happened for the event and rightly right. so and you know he you know he we we walked into that moment when they were having this heated conversation about the match and what had gone on and and all this and we walked in there and he was like you know he was pretty pissed off, and then and then it got even more. Like he he told everybody to turn the cameras off, and um, it just got it just got was getting really got really really intense, wow. and then and then that's the first time I saw uh, Kevin Cross, uh, who's yes. now um you know carrying uh, cross right
1: carrying cross an NXT champion.
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean it was like and so he comes walking into the room, and I I had I hadn't seen him yet. And he walked in, and I was like, "Holy crap, who's this guy?" And he had the steel chair in his hand, and mm. and it was like, "This is this something. This is going down." He was like, "Ready?" It's like I wasn't sure what the hell was going. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but he was like, he came in to check because things were were getting really heated, and um, and then you know Ian Vampiro was trying to you know you know calm everything down and all that. Um, but that's gonna happen that happens you know that sort of thing, but it makes for great documentary filmmaking yeah. that's oh for sure. man
1: I'm glad you captured that and of course uh going back to um dealing with the fans now wrestling fans are it can be jerks sometimes they can you know and they can be sometimes bothersome sometimes um you know, but there's some good fans like our ourselves but but nonetheless uh, you you you, fo- you focus a little bit on vampiro dealing with the fame and having fans approach him and sometimes he just wants to be family man but he has to put that on pause to and he he took time to to greet sign autographs uh take photos with his fans so i that thought was that was really cool. cool yeah
5: no absolutely but i think it's it, it's i think what's what's interesting is that in mexico uh it's a completely different level Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he's, it was like, you know, back in, in, in when, during the boom, when he, when he was there, he was a rock, it was like, it was like, he was a rock star, wow. um, M- MTV had just come to Mexico. Um, and you know, he was like this, you know, rock star guy with the braids, the, you know, guns and roses, all those types of things like that. And the women just went crazy and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like Beatlemania, um, that was there there was like the from you know when i was looking at the footage and hearing all the stories you know it was the the women just were they were going to the arena they were flocking to the arena and they were like passing (laughs) they were passing out and there was an ambulance out front and taking them to the ambulance like all those stories you hear about rock stars this was happening for this happened to him in mexico and he was only uh, he was what maybe
0: 1920
5: yeah and uh and, and and, you know, that's a lot to deal with. And, and as he was saying, he said, you have all this, said, all this, the women, the, the you know, the, all, all the the, party and the drugs, the alcohol, all that sort of stuff, the, the fans, all those people. And then at night they go home and, or afterwards, and then they go into these hotel rooms and they're just by themselves. And it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough way that they sort of, you know, they got to yeah. kind of t- turn off. Right. You know? Yeah. so Yeah. But,
1: Another thing but, but I, to, I was yeah,
5: sorry. So just gonna i was just gonna say back with mm-hmm. the um with mexico it just became so popular like he's, he just became literally this uh, this icon in mexico and he can't what he can't walk a block without being stopped
1: wow and now, that's for someone that usually wears makeup and i think yeah. that's amazing
5: yeah he's he stopped all the time and, so and people know what he looks like yeah yeah I mean, they, they know and, they, and 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 they don't and they come up to him. they, they hug him. they selfies. It's it, it like, it just doesn't stop. And it's, you know, and for someone who doesn't like to be touched, he's right. like, you know, for him, he doesn't, it's, it's like, he doesn't like, you know, people come up and, and after a while, it's like, so you can see, you can sort of get an idea what, what these, what these people have to kind of go through. Right. Jeez. And
1: speaking of uh, a lot to go through You alluded to in the documentary um, An incident of sexual assault yeah. During uh, Vampire's Young Life It was kind of briefly uh, Brought up, but you didn't really Expound on it? Was there a specific reason that We didn't take it to the next level On the documentary?
5: I mean, I, I guess I just I didn't feel it was Necessary to, to sort of to, to Push yeah. it, I mean, he kind mm-hmm. of basically Talked about it mm-hmm. Um he mentioned it. There wasn't there wasn't a whole heck of a lot more to really kind of you know talk. He's talked about it before in the past, ah oh, okay, uh, and he's and all that. But it was definitely something important to to mention. Um, and uh, but it was like yeah, I just you know I had a lot to cover, and um, you know in like 88 minutes, and 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 I thought that was enough to sort of um
3: mm-hmm.
5: to kind of give a bit of insight into in, into him as a as a person.
1: What would you say is the biggest challenge um, between a documentary film, producing and directing a documentary film versus a scripted film?
5: I mean, they're both are hellish, right? They're both both are hellish. I mean, as a a background, like my background is also, uh, I'm one of the owners of a company called Raven Banner. And uh, we're a distribution production company. We sell yes. movies around the world, and yes, um, I saw that on your IMDb. Yeah. So we get involved in it. We yes, we get involved in it a lot. We 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 make we we're involved in all things uh, genre, all things you know, Comic Con, Fan Expo, all that sort of. Cool. So yes. action films, horror films, sci-fi, fantasy, all that sort of stuff. You know that you know we're fans first. Um, and so yeah, we work in a lot of production. Production is yeah, production is grueling, uh, but. I think the big thing about a, a scripted is like you know it's it's four weeks of shooting or whatever it is, right? Four weeks of shooting, you're done. You have a post schedule, all that sort of stuff. With a documentary, it's it's you 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 have an idea, and but you don't have an ending, you or or a beginning, or, or you know. So you you have to kind of you know you just have yeah. to start filming, and that's why it, it took us two to three years to sort of kind of put all the you know all the pieces together um and all that so that's the biggest part is just sort of uh for me was just sort of like uh getting putting everything together it's it it, it takes a lot longer it's like for us it's two to three years i know some filmmakers it takes them even even a lot longer so it's just a a lot longer in general because of the schedule yeah that makes a lot of sense i'm glad that you brought
1: that up but you know um you're saying i'm not really a definitive ending but there was a big reveal at the end of the documentary. I guess it, is that considered a spoiler territory? But the, 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 the words that... Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Across, uh, okay, so maybe... Because I think it's kind of... kind of um, nah, If you don't want to know... Anyways, if you don't want to know, then uh, please forward to the end. <laughs> but, uh, at the end, you, you revealed that Vampiro was diagnosed with early onset of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So I think that really resonated that was a big kick at the end of the documentary. And I think not knowing that in the beginning re- really makes you say, Oh
2: fuck man, it sucks. Right. At 53 you know? years
5: old. Right. At 53 years old, you know, it's a heartbreaker. Yeah. But you know, it, 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 it it's, it has this sort of moment, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it was, it's, it's, there's still a bit of something that's uplifting. That's about it. Uh, it's, it was kind of hard to, to pin down. Um, yeah. It, it's it, it it powerful words though man he hasn't he hasn't he's he's totally changed like the, the the cool thing what's happened is that when i when i first met him uh he wanted to do this um he was very trusting and said okay you guys can film film me follow me i'm i don't want to see the cut i don't want to be involved in the edit because if i'm involved in the edit i'm gonna want you to take th- things Stuff out yeah and things good. like that and, and so he was very trusting he yeah. said i just trust you you know, all that sort of stuff. Like when I like I got his wedding footage from someone else. Wow. Oh you wow. know, and so when it was, he didn't even know it was in the film, and it's in the, when, when he saw the film, he's like, you see, yeah. he's like damn man, he's like, that's my that's my wedding." You put <laughs> it. Right? Uh, so it was it, that that part is that was that's that was that's fun, right? But but. um I think that, you know, the pair, there's a, obviously there's a, there's a strong parallel to the, the, the Mickey work and the wrestler and all that. Yes. And great and comparison, wrestler, by the way. Yes. And, and there's so many wrestlers that have gone down that path, right? That same story. And I think that what was interesting was uh, what I, you know, what I was happy about that this didn't have that dark ending in the wrestler, Mickey work, you know, tries to change. And then he ends up, you know, trying to reunite with his daughter and all um, of that falls apart, and he he screws yeah. the whole thing up,, yeah. and he goes back to wrestling um, whereas Ian didn't want to do that he everything is it's completely opposite, even though it's got shades of you know yeah. the wrestler, all he wants to do is the opposite. he wants to do everything for his daughter, and he's willing to sacrifice everything to help support her and and so even though it kind of travels and has a bit of a kind of a, a, a sadder ending it's still uplifting um and especially now because he's getting treatment and yes. he's actually he's actually lost like a like over 100 pounds oh, um man. he went for he went for treatment for his alzheimer's he's he's uh like taking new medications and and just like he's he's totally a changed person and he, and he went back, back in the ring from the concussions by chance or
4: what's that is, do you think the concussions had something to do? Oh, with it? The... Oh, I mean,
5: I think think a hundred percent. I think that's yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, And and talking to his doctor, uh, it, it's like you know you you always you know people just you know, people are always questioning about things and injuries and this and that. And I, but I but I was like yeah, because I was curious too, right? And I was like I sat down with his doctor and he's like you know to- it was basically listed off the menu. Of 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 all the injuries that he's had, and when he said that he was one he's one hit away from dementia, mm-hmm. um, that was like we were filming. We were probably maybe three quarters of the way through the documentary when he was saying that, you mm-hmm. know, and he still went through some more things after that, and and so it was that that was that was real. That was the real deal. That was it was for me. Wow. It was. It was pretty intense, to, and his doctor was was really concerned. And his doctor was always complaining um, that he can't get him to stop. And and then he's like, "Well, please, you know," he's like, "Film me," and he says, "I I want so I can put it on camera. I can tell him, you know, to stop, you know." And and I, and I thought that was kind of cool. Wow.
1: wow. And he, and he decides to get back in the ring, even after being diagnosed.
5: Yeah. You yeah. You added I mean, that, so. Yeah, he went back, and but he didn't he didn't do too too much, and and he you know I I think that's that's you that's know, the extent
1: of the 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 work, the, the in ring work he'll do. It's probably a one off match.
5: Probably, but you never know. I mean, I think that's the thing with, with, with wrestling and any sport, right? It's so, it's people, it's that it's that you know that draw, right? Like look like at Mike Tyson, it's like a, right? It's like a passion. Yeah. yeah, you want to, yeah, you know, yeah. But like you see Tyson, Absolutely. right? Tyson's yeah. like. Training yeah, and Tyson's he's gonna coming get, back. He's yeah, going right? to right? You know, yeah. so yeah. It, it's um, it was postponed. That's, but Wait, I mean, was it postponed?
2: It, I think it, so. Okay. It's of, going because of COVID. Yeah.
5: It's going to no, November or something like that. But I mean, he's—I mean, yeah. oh my God, he's a beast.
2: Oh, yeah. right?
4: Wow. that that's, well, I think that's he's a... in a better place now, Tyson. I mean, like when he—he he had his problems, he was just in a dark place. Now it seems like he's happy with the stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it seems to be. Yeah.
2: So, so did you watch the documentary with um, Ian? And if so, what was his opinion, opinion of the finished product?
5: Oh, you mean, I mean, uh, yeah, we the, it was interesting because we we premiered the movie in, in Austin, Texas uh, at Fantastic Fest. And it was uh, it was awesome. It was a sold out. It was a sold out screening. It was it was really cool. He had not seen the film. Wow, and he hadn't seen it to that moment, and then he yeah, left. I thought
1: he was going to give you the first yeah. stamp of approval before the no, permit. no, yeah. he's like, I
5: don't want to wow. see it, and I was like, and and that was the, for me, that was the part that was that was like, I was more nervous of that than the audience in <laughs> the premiere film. <laughs> right, exactly, like, right? It's like, oh my god, I'm sitting down beside him, yeah, and and um, and this, and and uh, and he, He joked, he says, well, if I see something, I'll just turn around and I'm, and I'm just going to punch you in the seat so but hey, his daughter like, watched it yes yeah she 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 did and wow, uh so, you mm-hmm. know she loved it and she oh, that's great um she was really thankful and, and and all that i mean i mean what's what was really cool with her uh was like for her to to put herself out there and be involved with it and and she she didn't have to, but when we when we talked about it, we had a, we had a conversation about what we wanted to do and 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 her to be part of this you know this film and she was like okay you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll do that and um and that's not that wasn't easy that wasn't easy because I mean for her the reason why they moved back to, me- to from Mexico to to Thunder Bay was because she was she'd been dealing with bullying she oh, had yeah. she had she had some serious extreme bullying in mexico city why and, though why would
1: she
2: have bullens because <laughs> she was canadian
5: no she was she was actually she was yeah she was but she i think she was born in, in canada but they she grew up in mexico she's more probably more mexican than canadian okay. um but uh i don't know i think it's just kids and teenagers and you know that sort of that kids sort of thing cruel. and kids are cruel right exactly yep. right
2: and, you think it's because of her father
5: it could be Okay. It could be that there was a lot, of course. There's 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 all of that too. Who knows? I don't know, but she had a lot of it. And, and she says in the documentary, she says, like, if if it wasn't because and that's what makes a good parent, right? He, she was he was watching, he was like, and yeah. she's like, and she said, my my dad and my you know, my mom hadn't stepped in, I don't know where I'd be, right? And and so they wow. made that decision that says, We're gonna go back to Thunder Bay and reset the switch.
0: Awesome. Wow. You know,
5: and you know, they went back there and and Thunder Bay, man, is like you know that's another world, and it was like, yeah, what what's that saying about you know from you know uh, the frying pan from the flames <laughs> frying pan to the fire? Yeah, uh,
1: that's, not... <laughs> that's a pretty accurate analogy.
5: That's what I, she goes she goes up there and she got bullied even more. Really? Because it was a whole different thing, right? You know? Oh my god! Because she she you know her a- accent and just being Mexican and, and, you know, Canadian, just everything, just everything. She just got, she got bullied. And, and, and it was, it was, it was, that was very, that was tough for her as well. And then, um, and, and then of course she had to move in with her, her dad, you know, and she's, you know, 16, 17 and she's, you know, living with her dad and, and, and she had to deal with that for the, like really together for the first time. Until it was, she graduated
1: from high school, which you you were able to capture, which I thought yeah was, was really nice. Yeah. So I
5: mean, it was so it was really cool because you know part of this sort of this whole you know this film is 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 part of as part of her uh, you know her journey as well, right? So it's, yeah. it, was, it 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 was pretty cool and to see her grow from that yeah. uh, and and graduate and make it through and all that and she and she's and she's doing awesome, awesome. and. Yeah, and she she really she was really happy with the film and and all that, and, and so it was, it was cool.
1: Hey, I was happy that's with the film. All of us were. Yeah, it was pretty it. good. It was very well done. You can check it out. September fourth available on on digital um, VOD and digital. Um, also, um, well, actually, limited theaters on September fourth. Yeah, great. and we
5: and we um, we also got a Blu-ray coming out too. Nice. Um, awesome. and near the end of September, I forgot what date it is now but we put in uh, about an hour of extras awesome, so yeah. we got in like interview with 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 you know more stuff with kevin cross oh cool um travel guerrero i think just uh, just a lot of other people who just you know other stuff uh, other insights um into into him and all that sort of stuff like that so it was um that was a lot of fun to put the all the extras in
1: Oh, uh, well, Fantastic. everyone should check out this great documentary. But really quick, one question. I see another big name in the world of wrestling, Trish Stratus, on a mm-hmm. project you worked on called Bounty Hunters. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, yes. You're uh, one of the executive producers on that.
5: Yeah were, yeah.
1: were you on set for that or were you like a. No, no, the, I was, yeah,
5: no, I was I was on I was on set for a lot of that one. And, nice. Um, yeah. Trish is awesome. She's she's the, the coolest person on the planet. I gotta check out that um,
1: movie. I've heard about that one.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it a lot. It was a lot of fun putting that together, and and she's uh-huh. she's uh, she's 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 a great person, and 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 you know, again, just and you know another you know another side of the business, right, with the WWE, and her career just right. just just awesome.
1: Yep, and one more yeah. uh, really good one with Steve Buscemi and Sienna Miller. You worked on Interview back in two thousand. Yeah, inter
5: yeah Interview. Yeah, yeah. How, how did That was
1: How did you like that experience?
5: It was awesome. That was fun. It was, again, it was, it was, it was, you know, when you were doing, doing independent filmmaking, we're always trying to work within a budget and put things together. And, and with that wow. one, that was, that was a really cool, that was a contained, I really contained one location type film yes. and, and watching and the, the, basically the whole movie, Steve Buscemi and, and, uh, Sienna Miller. The majority
1: uh, of the budget went to their pay.
5: <laughs> Probably. right. <laughs> yeah, it was always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, he, but he directed it as well, and and uh, yeah. but, it, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. an uh, it's an awesome kind of like cat and, uh, game yeah. of cat, cat and mouse. Oh, no, I remember
1: it! I remember that! Wow, that is so cool. Um, so any what what movie are you most proud of on your IMDb? Which which scripted film?
5: I mean, no, they got a ton, man. I was like, uh, we got. Which a one bunch should of we watch? There. I mean, Turbo Kid for us is is uh, is something we we're really really proud of. Cool. Turbo Kid, we we played at Sundance. Michael Ironside,
0: yeah,
1: Have yeah.
5: We, we played at Sundance, South by Southwest. Oh sweet. Um, It's a real kind of a cult hit. Uh, it's awesome. It's it's ridiculous. Um cool. Fun film, out. very very gory. Um, lots of lots of fun. The fantastic filmmakers. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe was another film that we we were involved with, which is to me is a is a horror masterpiece. Yeah. And um, uh, my partner Andrew directed um, uh, uh, "Spare Parts," which is a, uh, a, a female fight film. Uh, basically, all an all uh, female punk band. That Love gets, it. Um, that, Love the idea. That basically gets uh, um, kidnapped, and they get their, their limbs replaced with weapons. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> and they're and they're forced to they're forced to fight in the gladiator ring. Ah, oh, uh, man, like,
1: something like that from uh, Robert Rodriguez film. It's right? a bit
5: like that. Yeah. It's a yeah. Like inspiration <laughs> from that. That's, that's, like that's a for sure. Of,
4: between that and Mad Max.
5: It's a, it's a bit like that. It's, uh, no, for sure. No, that, that's a lot of fun. And, uh, we're just in post on a, a movie called the fight machine. Um, which is basically, um, a, a book. It's, it's a book, uh, off, uh, by Craig Davidson called the fighter. Um, and it's, and if, uh, you know, you guys like MMA and all that and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, this is a book. This is a must-read. Um, the Fighter by Craig Davidson. It's a real kind of dark exploration into, you know, the life of a fighter and and and, and all that. It's two sides of the tracks. It's one, one, uh, uh, one kid's a, a boxer, you know, golden gloves, and the other guy is basically just exploring what it is to feel pain and, and sort of the, what that really that feeling is to explore. Um, you know, I guess, you know, agony and sort of, you know, the yeah. rush of, of, of a fight. And so these two, these two worlds end up colliding in, in bare knuckles wow. uh, fighting. Um, and, but uh, he's, uh, he, Craig Davidson uh, is an awesome writer. And if you see the book and you see the reviews, the reviews are insane from, uh, from, uh, from all the best horror, uh, like Stephen King. And it was Stephen King, I can't remember, but a whole bunch of uh, reviews by people awesome
4: what's up paul are you gonna make a film of that book or
5: yeah we're we're in post production post production that's awesome awesome so yeah we love we love all things you know action horror you know like documentary we love we we we, we love it all so it's
3: awesome do you have any awesome. plans for any future documentaries or uh, focusing on any other wrestlers
5: I mean, yeah, I mean, no, nothing right now. I'd I'd love to do something and just, you know, I I think I like the, I love exploring the, you know, broken people, you know, people who just, you know, that sort of, I wouldn't, I guess guess that's a good word for it, broken people.
1: Well, you could do a documentary on me. I'm certainly broken. (laughs) 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 Oh, Michael, you were great. Wow, thanks so much for talking with us
5: here on Below the Belt
1: show. Make sure you check out. Of course, Nail in the Coffin, The Fall and Rise of Vampiro, um on video video on demand Tuesday, September eighth.
5: Awesome, man. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Michael, have a great night. Thanks for talking <laughs> with you below okay, the Awesome.
5: Take care. Bye bye. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Bye. That was awesome, guys. Oh. Director, uh ind- independent, um, filmmaker and um documentary director and producer one and only michael stats here on below the belt show he's got a great uh, list of films on his imdb you got to check it out he's done a lot so but you know what we're already on the theme of um of wwe and we've only got a few more minutes here on uh, b- uh, btb uh but wanted to uh talk about some of the highlights with big paul wallace on the line as the ultimate wrestling fan which um is great. Um first of all I I want to know your thoughts on which I think is groundbreaking. With the pandemic, you don't have fans in the stands. Of course, it's, they initially had no fans at all, then they had NXT trainers and and performance center trainers, uh, and then finally now they have the Thunderdome and with the Thunderdome, the virtual fans. What are your thoughts on that, man? Cuz it's now you have to like sign up online. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding this because of people acting like jackasses, but what are your yeah. thoughts on, on that?
4: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of virtual fans. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's it distracts from the overall product. I think the NXT and the families, I think, was good enough. I mean, I don't think you really need the virtual fans. I mean, I see what they're trying to do, but I, I, I just don't... Personally, like if I was wrestling or something, I would not want the virtual fans. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I think
1: it just adds a really cool dynamic because we haven't seen a lot of faces in the crowd. Yeah, I, I, in a long time. I'm well aware of that. Yeah. So I think to, to have that aspect and to have, I don't know how they came up with that technology, but they basically had strings of monitors, like rows upon rows of monitors. Yeah. Chacha, have you seen it? rows of monitors yeah it's it's kind of embarrassing i don't know um now the crazy part about this is that people are submitting to be a part of this fan experience in the thunderdome um, which again is in orlando at the amway center um they've seen some harmless stuff initially like pikachu Mario, you know, from Super Mario Brothers. That's fine.
4: Yeah, I would have done a Max Hedrum, because I think a Max Hedrum would fit the virtual fan perfectly. But. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> An AEW... That's AW
1: interesting. AEW Invasion sign. So, the, I mean, you know, that's getting... And then we have yeah. something crazy. So,
2: so how, how do these um videos uh, get shown? Are they live?
1: So I think yeah. there is a delay, but some things get get you know past the sensors
2: but but how how do they put it up there like, like does the, the fan so the, i guess the upload? fan like
1: Skype or something i think the fan uh logs into the website and then they have the software with the webcam and they can have their television oh, okay. program and they react gotcha. and then they react accordingly it sounds like they're kind of piping in booze and cheers though okay. because i can't imagine because it does sound like legitimate um cheers and booze yeah, with if that accepts,
4: says offensive, though, you can't they might not have time to bleep it out, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. well, let's talk about
1: some of the offensive stuff. Well, first of all, one dep- offensive, depending on how you look at it, one person uh posted a sign that says Fire Velveteen Dream. Now, Velveteen Dream has been um allegedly,
4: well,
1: oh, he's had a of, lot of controversies, evidently. yeah, sexual misconduct,
4: uh, and, and dry, all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah, but one is the one that was not good, is not tolerated, is assault on minors or uh, sexual um, misconduct on minors. And if some of these girls were indeed underage, then there's definitely a big problem there. Um, But they're still investigating. I think that's why, you know, Dollar Dream still uh, continues to be employed. But then you saw like a KKK guy on the screen. Yeah, that's crazy. Then you saw Chris Benoit, which is like persona non grata. he's banned from, you can't (laughs) even
4: show him on WWE Network.
1: WWE Network, dude, the guy is banned, and you showed his image. I'm like, holy hell. So WWE had to respond and say the the abhorrent behavior does not reflect WWE's values, and we have zero tolerance for these unacceptable acts. Those will be banned. We are working to ban those involved from future events per our policies. So they are not taking
4: any shit. So I mean, that's what they should do. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I mean, it's like they're a guest of the program. Yes,
1: yes. So that, that's really uncalled for. So they, I mean, those guys will simply be banned. But um, I don't think it's the last we've seen of controversial things pop up on these fans. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more guys. Um, but so to recap the big things from uh, past couple of days in WWE. SummerSlam took place. Last Sunday, guys, we have a new Universal Champion. That's the Fiend Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman in a
4: Falls Count Anywhere match. But we also yeah, saw. I don't know. I would have pulled that back. I mean, I think it's better for the Fiend not to have the championship because then they can open up more storylines with him. When you have the championship, you had to put him all with guys that are championship caliber, but not, but might not be. Mm, I think the good, main reason. to go with his character.
1: I think the main reason for The Fiend to get the title was for the person that showed up with new set of teeth <laughs> at the end of SummerSlam. Roman Reigns returned to WWE. Yeah, I know. I
4: mean, after, I, I uh, just don't want to see Roman Reigns against Ray White. I just don't think that's...
1: I, actually, that was the planned main event before um, before Roman Reigns decided yeah, to... I, uh, I'm
4: well aware of that. I would rather have seen Roman Reigns face uh, Seth Rollins because, I mean, there's a legitimate beef right there. I mean, you all ha- have to sense. do. Anything. I mean,
1: but you know, it is good to see Rowan Reigns back. It was a good surprise because you know he didn't yeah. want to come back because of COVID. You know, and uh yeah. I think that that's really really good. We also saw Asuka win the women's championship as she defeated um Sasha Banks for I she her it. I mean, her second reign. Yeah.
4: Yeah. do you think there's going to be a like terminal oil now between the tag team because Sasha Banks lost and Bailey.
1: They're going to set up an eventual feud between Sasha and Bailey. This is the best way to do it, though. Mm. They, they've kind of slowly been hinting at things, but I, you might you might see something by maybe Survivor Series or maybe even next year's WrestleMania. They could drag this one out. But, no. um, but I'd love to see the man, Becky Lynch, return or even Ronda Rousey turn to uh, stir things up in the women's I, I think
4: Ronda would be back first, although her, you heard about her comments a couple months ago to the fans. I don't know if that's going to be acceptable. She, right she, tells,
1: she tells fans to fuck off often. What, what did you hear?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. And she was saying like she has no respect for any fans. It's like, mm-hmm. that's probably not going to help your career with the WWE if you say that about the people who are paying to see you. Mm-hmm. That, well, she's just playing that heel persona you know i know but it's just as i said she, it's she's taking
1: like, it to to like the before. mainstream level i think that that was her um intention for that
4: but we also yeah and it didn't work well
1: well yeah that was a i i think that was expected you know just the transition that way you know but you know what uh, drew mcintyre defeated randy orton um in the wwe title match um but um, I guess there's more to the feud to come. Um, but now um, on Raw, we saw the debut of Keith Lee uh, from NXT. As you know, uh, he dropped the NXT Championship to Karrion Kross. Um, so now uh, Keith Lee is a part of the Raw roster. And already they have a one-week turnaround for the next pay-per-view rate. Can you believe it? It's only going to be one week. Only one
4: week. Isn't that crazy? Well, that's too soon.
0: Yeah,
1: the payback
4: you can't build up Yeah, you can't build up enough unless you you plan on using NXT against like WWE because then it's like matches you haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: But yeah, so you're going to see uh Keith Lee and Randy Orton one-on-one um there as as well as uh women's tag title match, Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bailey, and a three-way you for the
4: universe now. Do I think what? They're actually going to finally push Baszler like they were trying to do earlier and then just kind of push her to the side. I mean, I can see them winning the titles. I can see them winning the titles.
1: That'll put her over. Yep. Yeah. And, of course, the triple threat for the Universal title. Now we have Bray Wyatt as champion, defend against Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. That should be a good match. Those are- I don't know.
4: I, I think it's going to be a K okay, K okay K-match, but it's just, as I said, it's too much Bray Wyatt... Braun Strowman, and I get that they have history, but drawing Roman right. Reigns, I would just push him off the side and have him fight Rollins. But that's just my opinion. Okay, that's fair.
1: Um, but what, very interesting. Uh, I was really looking forward to it last week on B T B I I said I wanted to see the match with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. One of the one of them got, got shaved bald, and it's yep. top of the head chachi. In case you're wondering, um, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, they actually changed the stipulation for Loser Leaves WWE. And it was revealed that the re- and, and Sonia was intended to lose the match and be shaved and bald. But they decided to uh, go a different direction and have the Loser leave WWE gimmick. Sonia lost. She's not really leaving the company. But she is involved with a very, se- a very serious personal issue. I don't know if you know, guys, but she was stalked. She had an attempted kidnapping attempt.
4: I um, heard something about that. Was yeah, that true?
1: that's true. With Philip A. Thomas, she actually testified at a pre-trial bail hearing this week against the suspect Philip uh, Philip Thomas.
4: Um, Have so actually saw, heard rumors about? I thought she was maybe leaving to go to do Batgirl because rumors were she was up there for the Batgirl part.
1: I don't think so. No, I think this is this is a hard dealing with these legal issues right now. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, um, it's kind of crazy. I
4: mean, there's uh, Is this there's the also, same guy who was stalking people outside the performance center? Or is that a different crazy guy? This
1: is a different guy. I mean, there's, there's a lot of crazy people in wrestling, as you know. Remember the guy that attacked Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's people like that. There's always going to be... Scary. Ass- there's some really, really fucked up wrestling fans out there, guys. There's some really bad, a lot of them are really bad trolls, too. They have really nothing good to say, and that's why it
4: makes me embarrassed sometimes. Well, the thing is, too, sometimes be a wrestling fans real. I mean, the storylines are them. not real storylines.
1: So, well, I think some. But like, I, I met Sheamus heard...
4: before. He's the nicest guy in the world, but he's a dick on WWE. Am I right? I think it's the smart fans,
1: um, the smart fans that are the more the assholes. ones that always read the sheets they know so they know what's going on Uh and they just have the um, propensity to troll people both you know the talent themselves and other fans they seem to do that i mean but um another big um thing going on is that retribution group what do you guys think of the retribution group so it's pretty much like almost like an anti-antifa. Antifa. antifa yeah, it's sorry, like
4: antifa or black lives matter. It's almost like matter.
1: antifa. Well, yeah, because they're all dressed in black, their faces are all covered. They're causing chaos, um, like
4: riding, destroying the ring, and all kinds. Yeah, of stuff.
1: I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say BLM because as as you know, there are peaceful protests, Paul. So are. I would I would say more the radical
4: antifa. Yeah, probably you're right. The more antifa part of uh, the and BLM and is. just
1: the assholes who want to yeah. take advantage of the movement. For looting, so I wouldn't say it's a BLM case, dude. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that would be a. That's not what I meant. You knew what I meant, though. But... <laughs> well, I, know... <laughs> I know where you're going with it. But um, it was rumored that it's Dominic Dijakovic, uh, the leader of the group, but it's not confirmed. But expect more of that angle to,
4: to well, happen. I remember him from uh, Ring of Honor, and he just hasn't shown up yet, so you're probably right on him. Yeah. Yeah. Ring of Honor? He was actually Donovan Dijak in Ring of Honor.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. But, you, you know, he was an NXT uh, up until...
4: Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that that's... Very... Uh, I,
1: thought you, I thought that you said you saw him
4: on Ring of Honor recently. No, not recently, but a while back.
1: And just one last thing, man. Uh, Renee Young, this is huge news, guys, um, is officially gone from WWE um, after working the SummerSlam event. Uh, that was her last event. Um, she didn't reveal why she's leaving. I have a feeling it has to do with her husband, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose in WWE, who's now the oh, AEW that's champion. That's um, she does have a 90 day no compete clause, so she w- can appear. If she did, in fact, um, accept an offer from AEW, it will have to be after 90 days. She already uh, changed her um, Twitter handle to at Renee Paquette. Which previously was at Renee Young. WWE, huge loss. She was a great, great announcer for WWE. She knew the industry. She was very smart. Um, she was one of the women that, that that knew how to ask questions. You know, she was the first announcer for Raw, yeah. female announcer for Raw. So that's a big, big loss. Big loss see, I, you
4: know? I expected that though. If your husband leaves to go to the opposing company, eventually. Mm-hmm. You figure she would. I thought she would have left sooner to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh really? I mean I don't yeah, know. She was I think, wrestling for another organization.
1: Well, I think she was happy until her show on on the Fox Network got cancelled, F S one. The um yeah. Um the name escapes me of that show. Um but she had a um a weekly show recapping W E News on, on Tuesdays. I think it was on Tuesday nights. Um I think it was on F S one network put it on though. FS1 is not really where wrestlers would watch wrestling program. You know what I mean? Well, now they do. You know, during the pandemic, they showed a lot of wrestling.
4: <laughs> they showed like oh, wrestling, yeah, uh, uh, but like, WrestleMania. and stuff like that. But I mean, it's uh, all yeah, they like sh- a new, new show. They,
1: sh- they showed a ton of that, man. So, but um, you know, hopefully they'll show the XFL now that The Rock is uh, and her wife or sorry, her ex-wife, Danny is the uh, first. Female president
4: to own a major sports league. Uh, how does that work? I mean, how do you buy a football league with your wa- ex-wife? That just sound, sounds so they're, awkward.
1: They're, they're business partners. They, they've, they're one of the um, rare cases when a divorced couple can uh, split and
4: become great business partners. Okay. So, but um,
1: you know, I hope The Rock does great things with the XFL. I'm really looking forward to it. So. Uh,
4: it was doing pretty good until uh, the pandemic. I mean, the ratings were phenomenal. Yeah, the pandemic really
1: fucked up a lot of things. Big Paul. So I thought
2: it was done with. Is it's coming back?
0: Yeah, yeah. Back, yeah uh, it, it, it was
1: bankrupt. Ahead. Vince lost. Uh, I guess they they declare bankruptcy, and uh, the, the, the Rock. Ratings just, were crazy good. Uh, the ratings were crazy good before before uh, the recent uh, games that aired. Is that what you Is that what you know?
4: Yeah. Uh For the news, for the reboot, I mean, the ratings were phenomenal. They were a lot better than they even expected. Huh. Networks had all intentions of keeping it. It's just Vince yeah. couldn't afford to pay all the players and all the staff and all that during the pandemic because right. he lost so much money by not airing the whole season.
1: Wow. Um, all right. The Rock, well, the Rock bought it. The Rock bought it for 15. Wow. Was it 15 million? 15 million. No. 15 million. Bought the XFL.
0: Yeah.
1: So we're going to announce some uh, quick passes, but really quick. Um, speaking of the pandemic, um, the latest celebrity to reveal, and this has a funny um, segue, but uh, Kevin Hart revealed that he was diagnosed with COVID, and he got it around the same time that um, Tom Hanks did, but he said because Tom's a big celebrity, he didn't want to reveal it then. <laughs> that was pretty funny.
0: Well, you but, know, so, I don't know if you be- just
1: not. NBC uh, News actually posted a story saying um, Usain Bolt had tested positive for coronavirus and instead put a picture of Kevin Hart instead. <laughs> and they had I mean, to apologize. I, catch,
2: I mean, if, if um, the coronavirus didn't catch him, then we're all right. screwed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. So NBC News said they were very sorry about the Kevin Hart technical glitch and uh, how the photos came up on Facebook. Um, And Kevin Hart said it was so disrespectful on so many levels. Um, He said, I must have gotten really fast and tall overnight. I am no longer doing comedy due to my (laughs) Olympic training schedule. (laughs) Yes, this is disrespectful. So many levels. All you could do is laugh. Maybe uh, the COVID-19 shrunk his legs and torso. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So he picks things in a a lighthearted way, but he did reveal that. So they probably had. You know, they had to report on both Usain and Kevin Hart because they both announced they had COVID-19. And just they, they switched the photos by accident. I mean, they're blaming, actually, the technical glitch on how photos show up on Facebook. That's what they're uh, blaming it on. Um, <laughs> Succession star Brian Cox. You know, that's why everything on the photo had a photo show up on Facebook. Yep. And they just they just copied and pasted. Without looking, without fact-checking. <laughs> if you watch Succession, Brian Cox, um, the star of Succession, also uh, had announced he had COVID-19 as well. Uh, Antonio Banderas, we announced, had COVID, but after 21 days of confinement, he said he overcame COVID-19. So that is uh, good news to hear. Um, so we got to stay away from these super spreader events, because like the, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, Drew hundreds of thousands of people in South Dakota. 70 to 100 cases of COVID-19 have been traced back to that event, dude. Jeez. So we're not ready for the big events yet. That's just, you know, that includes rallies, you know, maybe the DNCs and RNC gatherings and all the protests and the riots. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. When we can't even be in a stadium four seats apart, that tells you, we shouldn't be at motorcycle rallies, other rallies, protests, etc. Am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, I mean, anything... And would... that's from G.I. Joe, who are all wearing masks and have been wearing masks forever. Am I right or wrong? Of N95 or, or a gas mask? I mean, but not well, everybody uh, wears masks. Well, you saw G.I. Joe back in the day, right? All huh? the Cobra Troopers had masks on. Yes. They Cobra were the man. first people to wear masks. That's all they've ever worn is masks. So they didn't get... COVID. so they're the only ones who are safe
1: all right guys we we'll always end with people who have passed away that we have to pay our respects to and a lot of in the music industry have passed away this week guys todd nance drummer for uh, the southern rock band widespread panic passed away at age 57 this one is near and dear to my heart i'm a big red hot chili peppers fan this is J- jack sherman one of the early guitarists um of uh Red Hot Chili Peppers. He actually replaced Hillel Slovak um, in 1983. He was on the Freaky styly album. Um, Rest in Peace, Jack Sherman. Um, also, um, Walter Lure, guitarist from The Heartbreakers with New York Dolls Johnny Thunders. Passed away at the age of 71. Quiet Riots drummer Frankie Benalli had died following Uh, his battle with pancreatic cancer. Also, Justin Towns Earl, singer-songwriter at the young age of 38, had passed away, um, known for his old-timey roots music.
4: cause of death is a probable drug overdose. Have you heard of him? No, I was just saying, I just blamed your mistake on uh, bad uh, Facebook postings.
1: Oh, could it be a Facebook posting that, that they're declaring him?
0: Um, yeah, That's I mean, the way past sorry.
1: <laughs> Another young artist, Riley Gale, the lead singer of Power Trip, a metal band. You're probably a fan of this band, right, Big Paul? Power Trip? I never right. heard of him, to be honest with you. He's 34 years old, man. Another death, Aaron, Arnold Spielberg, the father of Steven Spielberg, who died at the age of 103.
2: 103,
4: really? Uh,
1: 103. Can you believe that?
2: I had no idea that his father was still alive, but that's right. great that he lived yeah. so long. Yeah. He
1: was, he was an engineer at General Electric. He was not in the uh, entertainment industry.
2: Had wow. to be proud of his son.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alan Rich, veteran actor who was actually blacklisted earlier in his career for civil rights movements. Cause, um, back when it's, it was wrong to, to fight for civil rights, he died at the age of 94. Um, Gail Sheehy, journalist and author whose work examined racism, drug addiction, etc., passed away at the age of 83. Um, RuPaul, drag race contestant Chi Chi The Vane, passed away at the age of 34 due to an undiagnosed illness. And Lanford Clifford, a teen dad and YouTube personality of Cam and Fam had passed away at the age of
4: 19 due to a brain injury. That's certainly really sad, man. Was that a stunt, or was that...
0: Because
4: I know some of those YouTube people do crazy stunts. I mean, hopefully it's not... I don't think it was, man, yeah.
1: And, of course, we celebrate those who have lived another year around the sun, guys. Uh, Garbage's own Shirley Manson's 54 wow melissa mccarthy is 50 happy birthday melissa um mike coulter i think we mentioned him earlier jessica jones and luke cage is 44 macaulay culkin he's uh less in his own right can you believe he's already 40
4: wow really he's that yeah, old That's crazy yep
2: chris pine you, yeah i saw somebody posted today too. on twitter about like how him he turned he's Turned forty today and just to make you feel old, so thank you. <laughs> you're welcome or something. Yeah.
1: He's the same age as Chris Pine. Chris Pine also turned forty today. Um singer uh and actress Cassie is thirty-four. Evan Ross, I believe he's the son of Diana Ross. Um he was also in Hunger Ja Hunger Games Mocking Jay. He's thirty two. Um, Danielle Savre from Heroes is thirty two. I can't remember what character she was. Uh, Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf is 29, and Kiki Palmer uh, is 27. That's birthdays today. Happy birthday, everybody! Birthdays. Happy birthday! birthday. Celebrating a birthday today. So celebrating a birthday in pandemic is
4: just uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah.
3: I Just celebrated my daughter's in oh. the pandemic. Went to it the mall. Little,
4: was it a, little our... <laughs> a little different. A little
3: different. Very different.
1: Yeah. a typical birthday when you celebrate with all oh, your happy friends. Like if you want to go out to dinner, is it still a six-person maximum to a uh, reservation? I think so.
4: I think so. I'm not yeah. sure. I haven't so been you, out that, to that's dinner. That's in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
1: Allie, you have not gone out for dinner yet.
3: No, we got dinner in. Um,
1: yeah.
3: When we actually um, was in Ocean City last month, um, and we just like got carry out.
1: Okay, you never wanted to sit down at a restaurant. No. So you're still a little conscious about uh, sitting at restaurants
3: yeah um, um especially with like in ocean city we were there a, up, yeah. a lot of the restaurants and stuff
1: they had some outbreaks didn't they
3: yeah um but it was still a fun vacation we went to the beach every day so that was That's always
1: that was
0: always
3: nice. <laughs> always
1: nice to see the water i'm glad i got to do mm-hmm. that um but this pretty much is the end of summer next uh, month we're celebrating uh BTB um, uh, all September. My birthday is in September as well. Um, oh, we should throw you a
4: birthday party out.
3: Happy early birthday. <laughs> thank
4: you. Thank Happy you. Birthday. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the same office right now. Yeah. I know. I, I know. know.
3: We're working <laughs> together.
1: Show. But guys, this is a tremendous show from top to bottom. And thank you for all for hanging out. Tachi, you usually go and be on behalf when you're really Oh, called. shit. I've been ready for
2: the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you for for your for your uh, t- um patience. thank you.
2: I figured he's when to do the birthday news. I mean the um wrestling news. It's been a while since
1: we touched for, that. For Paul yeah, I, I have skipped it uh, in the past because due to time usually. Yep. Um, and I had some me too stuff, but with uh, we'll have to cover that another time uh, for next time. That's fine. you know the article you sent me about Alyssa Milano and Rose McGowan. and yeah. yeah, are, they, are they feuding right now? Yeah, we no, are we'll talk about next art.
2: week.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about next <laughs> week. <laughs> I think Chachi wants to go, guys. Yeah, Let's tune back late. in. back we'll, in. We'll, we'll actually come back for that topic next week. Yes. The Homie 2 stuff. All right. So, of course, on behalf of everybody in the virtual panel, starting with Paul Darth Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. Thank you for uh, joining us back on BTB. Uh, you're, via, you're via audio only. Uh, I'll try shot. to
4: figure something out later on. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe next time you can uh, do the old trick you, you know, the the bunny ears on your uh, wireless router and, and and get back on I, Wi-Fi for
4: <laughs> us. Uh, you guys gonna do that for me? And I'm just gonna look like an ass. But <laughs> nonetheless, Paul, thanks for uh, and for for one of the few people that
1: still watches wrestling among my friends. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us. And of course, the one and only, the adorable one, Allie Dash fellow filipina in the house oh look at how
0: cute she
3: is <laughs> thank you thanks
1: for coming back on btv thanks for,
3: have- thank for having me again
1: oh the king thank of the Sala- 80s Salamat, salamat, salama, sala-ma, sala-ma <laughs> and um chachi mcfly the king of the 80s we missed you last week you're in albuquerque i'm glad you're back thank you on btv and of course our special guest director Michael Past, uh, also producer, film producer, you can check out, of course, um, the documentary film called Nail in the Coffin, available on Video on Demand, all about the fall and rise of Vampiro, so check that out. All right, so um, closing out tonight with a cool cut, guys. I had to throw out because of the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, tie-in to um, the late guitarist that passed away um from the freaky styly album which is an interesting time because i actually went to catholic school and i am familiar with both the, the you know the, the boys catholic school the girls catholic school this was um you know a very fun song from that album freaky styly catholic school girls rule guys <laughs> <laughs> had both so I, I don't know i don't know if this is a song that could come out in today's era um maybe not but um nonetheless uh, (laughs) this is goes out to the one and only jack sherman formerly of the red hot chili peppers who had passed away um from his album that he played guitar in um this is catholic school girls rule from the album freaky styley here on btb guys it's a great track Um, So on behalf of everybody here We'll see you guys next week Until then Peace. Peace
4: Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your
1: bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.